Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. 
Father, we praise your name and we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity always, always, for your kindness, your loving kindness, your mercy, which so many of us, especially myself, do not deserve. You're an awesome Father, and I see you everywhere. I see you in movies that I watch. I see you everywhere. I feel your presence. I praise your holy name. I thank you, Jesus. You are our hero. You are the wind beneath our wings. We praise you for keeping us and keeping us, I mean, keeping us standing, keeping us going, keeping us dealing with all of the things that are happening around us and and still, you know, uh, staying the course. And, and if it wasn't for you, you know, running after us uh, when we got lost as a sheep, uh, going whatever direction we may have been heading at at any given time in our lives, it, we, 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 we would be lost. It is your rod and staff that comforts us, and we need that. We need that direction. We need to be straightened out on that path. We need you to keep us from stumbling. We praise your holy name, and we thank you, Lord, for the days that we're in right now. We know it's coming. For many of us, quite frankly, it's not coming fast enough, but it does lay out for us opportunities to be able to uh, delve deeply into spiritual warfare ministry right from our own homes, praying for people, uh, looking for awesome opportunities to be able to touch somebody else's lives. Even if all we do is mention, golly, doesn't this look like something that, you know, right out of the Bible lately these days? And and it just awakens a person and and plants a seed, and, and we need lots of seeds to be planted right now. Father, and we know that you know that, and we're here to do whatever it is that you want us to do. We just pray for your supernatural peace. We pray for your supernatural and divine protection and the protection of angels and holy fire around our homes. And we praise you, Father, for for making sure that, that the resources of heaven step in when we're too dumb to, to, to even breathe sometimes. And, and if it wasn't for you, I, we, we would all be in a pretty big jam. And we praise your holy 
name, and we thank you, Father God, for helping us through these days. And we look forward to uh, more opportunities to stand on holy ground and be able to pray for other people and touch their lives and, and maybe make a big difference in some someone else's life. You know, uh, as, as we, especially as we go into a season right now where, where uh, we're able to touch people in ways uh, without it being, you know, seen as something, uh, you know, absolutely rare or uh, abnormal. So we we just praise you, Father, for this time. We thank you for this program. We praise you for the new book that uh, uh, Sister Joy has put out. And, uh, you know, we just thank you, Lord, for being everything, for everything. And we give you all the glory, both now and forever. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. My goodness. You know, I look at this calendar and just the way that the days are falling this this uh, holiday season. Um, I'm like thinking to myself, wow, the impact of the program is going to be very noteworthy. Um, so I guess I'll just go ahead and get this out of the way. Um, if you do not receive emails, you know, the emails from the program, which a lot of people don't, uh, or they tuck them away or they get lost in another folder or whatever, um, you're not going to know stuff and you're going to wonder. And that's fine. Um, but what I'm definitely not going to do is spend my time up in Pennsylvania with my daughter, you know, going through, you know, an untold number of emails telling people, well, you know, I did make an announcement on such and such a date or whatever the case is. And I, and I did ask everybody to please sign up for the emails. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, it, not everybody wants to, and that's fine, uh, but you, you're not going to know. Uh, so basically, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Okay, starting this Thursday night, I will be flying out on a, I don't know, 
a big old jet airplane, whatever, uh, up to uh, Baltimore. And then my daughter and I, uh, it's her, her first time being up there in over 10 years. So it's a big deal for her. And, you know, it'll be more fun for me because, uh, you know, I'll be seeing things through her eyes at this time. Um, and um, but, yeah, so Thursday night, uh, there will be no uh, nothing. No, no radio shows at all uh, that period of time, 14th, uh, Thursday night, from Thursday night until Tuesday night, uh, which is the 19th. I'm out of pocket. I don't even have Internet in the place that I'm going to. OK, so uh, anyway, so uh, th- that's going to be downtime. Now, whether or not I'm able, I don't know if I'm going to be able. Maybe I can use my Verizon hotspot or whatever and set up a um, – uh, you know, like a best of show and stuff, you know, for the for the days that I'm not, you know, uh, going to be able to access blog talk radio. All right. So there's that. And then the following weekend is the weekend of Christmas. OK, so you got the 22nd, the 23rd, the 24th and 25th. All right. Well, I don't know what's going to be going on with me. Uh, over that time. I do know that I have a four-day weekend off that weekend, 22, 23, 24, 25, and I have a four-day weekend off 29, 30, 31, and 1. Okay, so a four-day weekend over Christmas, and I have a four-day weekend off over uh, the New Year. What does that mean? I don't know. I I haven't figured it all out yet. Um, So I'll, um, you know, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't be able to do a, a prayer vigil the 22nd. So that looks like it's probably a, a, a you know, done deal. Um, the 24th on Christmas Eve, that might be a problem. I might have to do a best of show on the 24th, and we probably have somebody scheduled for that day anyway. So I got to get on get on the stick and update the calendar because Nancy's confused. <laughs> and um, uh, and then similarly, I have a, you know, a very, very identical dynamic that are, that will be occurring from 29 30 31 and 1 uh, I personally believe that I will be doing pretty much nothing. So it may not affect the radio show schedule at all. I don't know. Um, but they are you know, two of the biggest holidays uh, in this uh, fallen country. Uh, and, um, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't know. One thing I know for sure is when I'm in Pennsylvania, lights out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because uh, my my sister was very clear to say, you know, we don't have any internet up here this year. I just want you to know that and everything. So, so uh, I, uh, you know, if I can do a workaround and set up a best of show, praise God, I will do that. Hallelujah! Right, kids? All right. All right. Praise God. At least somebody's in a good mood this time of the year, right? Huh? Ah, that's right. Twinkling lights all over the place. Remind you stuff that you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. Easy, go easy, go easy. Don't get too. Man, you guys are pretty sparky tonight. All right, praise God. So, um, so we got December the tenth. I've got. I got the report. The dreaded report from. From, a wonderful place known as Planet Earth. But anyway, I got that in uh, for what they call QA, and so now it's being chewed up and spit out with all kinds of red lines, which is fine. Uh, matter of fact, I told the guy that's doing the QA, I said, hey, man, as far as I'm concerned, you know, just accept all changes and ship the report unless, you know, he needs me to make some changes to some graphics or whatever. But I don't care. I just want to get rid of it. I want, you know, this 
I just want to make it go away and tr- and then, you know, check the box, if you will, in my brain. So I don't have, you know, I was stressing out real bad there for a long time, folks. So I don't push projects, you know, pr- pr- my projects don't go to the last minute. Never. In 20, 26, 27, 28 years, never. So for this one to go on the heels of the very, you know, it was the deadline was coming up so fast and I was not ready. And that never happens. And so that put like double pressure on me. So anyway, thank you, Jesus. And thank you, every one of you for your prayers, um, because uh, they were answered. It was, I feel, kind of a miracle, for sure, a mini miracle, that it did get done uh, when it did. Uh, And um, I just, all I got to do is uh, one big session of corrections. uh, And then, uh, yay, we get to ship it off to the client. And then the client you know, puts it through a paper shredder and, you know, whatever. And then they send it back and say, we don't agree with this. We don't agree with that. Can you change this? Can you change that? And, you know, some people are like, they take take that personally. I don't. I'm like, whatever, man. If you want me to put pink, purple, polka dotted elephants all over this thing, it's your document. You're paying the money for it. You can have whatever you want. I just want to get rid of it. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So anyway, um, so this is the week for me. Um, and normally I wouldn't be thinking anything of it. Uh, it, it, it. It's a bigger deal this year because my daughter is going with me. We were actually, I only get to see her a handful of times a year. Uh, so, you know, we'll occasionally we'll go meet at a uh, restaurant or something, but that's only like a couple of times a year. And then Thanksgiving, and I don't know if we're going to get together for Christmas at all. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, this particular trip to Pennsylvania is going going to be different and interesting, uh, especially because, you know, she's going to be there uh, and, uh, oh, you know, seeing people that she hasn't seen, you know, in over 10 years, probably more like 12, 13 years. So. And um, so anyway, uh, that's that's the story. I'm sticking to it. I do not know about the 23rd, 25th, 24th, 20, um, I'm sorry, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th, the 40-day we- weekend of Christmas. I do not know about the 40-day weekend of uh, New Year's. I, I just don't know yet. Um, uh, if something noteworthy occurs or whatever, I will give everybody warning, you know, heads up or whatever you want to call it, as soon as possible, and I will include, as I always do, an email communication that helps, you know, let people know, hey, you know, because, you know, for example, the Friday night um, event, it was compulsory. I had to go. Um, I didn't want to go. I had to go. Um, uh, And there was only one person that got excused, but he had an exceedingly good medical reason. And, uh, you know, after much to do, uh, he was uh, forgiven and and not, not forced to go, but everybody else had to go. So anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We are back. And, uh, you know, I don't know what to say. Uh, we're all we're I think we're all in the same place. I just talked to Amaro over in Spain t- today a couple of times, and she's thinking the same things as I think we're all thinking about the same stuff. We're all pretty sure. I if I was to take a wild guess, the World War Three event that they got planned is going to be a big one, and it's you know big. It's going to be big, and um and if that be true, then they are buying time to get more armament. Over there, more troops, more armament, more ships, more supplies, 
etc. Uh, as a matter of fact, a lot of people don't remember this, but Operation Desert Storm, you know, Iraqi freedom and all that stuff, it took them two years to build up the military equipment that they needed to go in and do the whole Kuwait campaign and come in and all that. So anyway, you know, we kind of lose track of time. We don't pay attention to those kinds of things, um, but they are relevant. Now, you know, what does that mean? Well, I don't know. I mean, we have a pretty good idea, I think, this program. Now, are there other programs that are fishing around? Yeah, there are. But I believe with the prophecies that we've, you know, been blessed with over the last 12 years, if we shake out all the ones that were iffy, all the ones that had lack of multiple confirmations, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and all that, um, you know, and you take what's left, you know, take the remainder and you look at them, I think we have, just by virtue of that remainder, the, the prophecies, that'll, and they all line up. They all tell the same story. They all line up with the Bible. And so when you have that, and, and we have empirical information, we have, uh, you know, like I mentioned on a couple of shows ago, uh, the F-35 uh, sortie that was sent in to test the radar, the air, uh, air radar systems of uh, uh, Iran and Russia, um, you know, cause they team up and, um, uh, they, they passed, they passed it. I, I, as a matter of fact, my understanding is that they flew in not once, but twice. They did two tests and did not get detected by the F-35s the were not detected flying into the Fort Al- or, you know, close enough to the Fort Al facility that they could actually launch an attack. So they are, they have practiced. The practicing was successful. It was exactly as they wanted it to be. Well, why would they even bother to do that if they weren't planning on doing something? Well, they certainly are. And we have the prophecy from Dr. David O'Rourke, uh, the vision where he had actually seen that. Uh, and, uh, and, and the list goes on. I mean, we know that at any time uh, North Korea could pull the trigger on, uh, you know, we, you know, everybody's getting hypersonic missiles but us. I mean, really, when you think about it, uh, there is so much chitter-chatter out there on the Internet about how much uh, military equipment and military know-how has Russia given to North Korea under the global, you know, World War III dynamics um, that are occurring, you know, and we already we do know that hypersonic missiles were, in fact, given to Iran. And there's much speculation that they probably already have fully functional uh, nuclear uh, weapons. OK, so um, this thing about the 87 point uh, 87 percent, whatever, uh, uh, you know, uh, uranium enrichment excuse where they signed off, you know, the Congress had signed off, you know, a declaration that they have crossed the line, as it were, basically making a congressional statement that they intend to do something about it. Well, what would that be? Well, they're already flying in the F-35s. It's all lining up. And again, we got that wild card out there, the Cascadia subduction zone event. We don't know when that's going to occur. That could have happened tonight for for all we know. We don't know. So, um, but really, if I was to put, you know, that, and that's the tip of the iceberg, but I'm just saying, if, we, if I was going to grab three major events that I think are right on, could happen any moment now, it's the attack on the Fordow facility, and that's going to open up a Pandora's box because those are going to be tactical nukes, okay? And, and, uh, and, and once you use a tactical nuke, it's game on now, okay? Anybody can use a nuke for whatever reason they want to. So, uh, you know, in other words, the nuclear cat is out of the bag as or. All right. So uh, and if that's a lead in event, if that's an event that occurs, you know, before the other stuff, 
uh, before the war goes hot, if that's one of the earlier events that occurs that lead into World War III, and it starts with tactical nukes, well, that that really opens up one really very, very big Pandora's box. <clears throat> the other Pandora's box that will be open is the use of a hypersonic missile to split a United States aircraft carrier in, uh, in two pieces, lift it up out of the water, and throw it back down into the sea. That's going to be a big event. Uh, that's going to be another Pandora's box. Uh, and um, so you got those two dynamics in play, but we also know right now, not just because of the saber rattling, but because the Bible says so in Luke 21, verse 20, uh, you know, when you see Jerusalem surrounded by all these armies and stuff. Well, we're, we're pretty much there, okay? Um, as a matter of fact, I was just reading another article, uh, golly, which was like maybe four hours ago, um, of Erdogan. And Erdogan, Erdogan is, has come right out, and he's speaking in front of I don't even know how many thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people are in this enormous stadium that he's talking in. And, and he's, he's come right out and said you know, that, that the entire – this is essentially what he said. He said, if it wasn't for the United States or the existence of the United States, the rest of the world would be living in peace. That's exactly what he said. That's interesting, too, because, boy, that really, you know, when you, when you understand the analogy associated with, you know, the United States being Babylon, boy, does that speak volumes. I mean, that is exactly how it was back during Babylon's uh, rule. Okay, if Babylon wasn't Babyloning, the whole world would have been just, you know, I don't know. Bahudore, Bahudore. That's the first Christmas song I sang all year. Welcome Christmas. But you know what? Uh, there, there's a very Jesus-y kind of a thing behind that. Uh, really, really neat. When you see Jesus everywhere, you see him even in the Grinch. All right. So anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Kids, kids, are you ready? Kids, what kind of a motorcycle does Santa ride? What kind of a motorcycle does Santa ride? A Holly Davidson. <laughs> a Holly Davidson. Right? <laughs> oh, you know, boy. Thank you, Jesus. Kids, why are Christmas trees bad at sewing? Because they're always dropping their needles. <laughs> That's kind of dumb, isn't it, kids? Oh, uh, I get it. I get it. If it's a Christmas joke, you just automatically like it, isn't that right? It can, it can even be a dark, crummy one, and you'd still like it. Okay, kids, what did the rabbit do when he got wet? He used a hair dryer. A hair dryer, kids, right? What? what? Oh, you're mad because it wasn't a Christmas joke? Oh, I see. Yeah. Hey, I don't, I don't blame you. Uh, hey, this is a shout out to Sister Mary Lee. Hey, Sister Mary Lee, the kids want more Christmas jokes. <laughs> She's probably thinking to herself, "Oh, go get your own Christmas jokes." All right, but anyway. Um, Okay, so um, yeah, we I, I think those are the real those are the three big ones: the sinking of the aircraft carrier, the Cascadia subduction zone, the Ford Al facility being hit with two tactical nukes. There's a bunch of other ones. 
you got all the events that are inside the ceremony, vision, that stuff for sure. I mean, I'm, I have a, a infinite confidence that um, the Lord showed her very clearly what is going to be happening, even though she lost um, the timing of it all a little bit in her vision because it was all going by so quickly. Um, but anyway, um, oh, but I do want to let you know about this. Okay, praise God. So first and foremost, looking at the time, I don't want to hurry too much, so I need talk really – this will really make a lot of people happy. Because they're always like, you know, you talk too quick. Okay, so I need to talk really, really slow because, you know, joy and, and zen don't come on for another hour and a half. So i got to talk really, really slow. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, um, I wanted to let you know about a TV, a, a movie that you need to go watch. Um, if you don't have a way to watch it, figure out a way. <laughs> okay? I don't know what that way is. But see if you can figure a way out to be able to watch it. All right? <clears throat> now, it's on Netflix right now. So if you have Netflix, you got no problems. You'll be able to watch it right away. The name of the movie is Leave the World Behind. Leave the World Behind. Boy, that's a loaded, perfect title for us, right? Now, this is extremely prophetic, this movie. Okay, so it's an apocalyptic, apocalyptic in nature. I'll just leave you with that. I am not going to ruin the movie for you. Uh, uh, but I will tell you this. It is, it's going to happen. And they thought of things in this movie that I didn't think of and I don't think a lot of people thought of. Uh, and I thought to myself, wow. Um, so anyway, um, Leave the World Behind is extremely prophetic, and and the interworkings of this is already pretty much in place. So um, I think it's a reasonable for us to expect that um, it's going to happen. Okay, and this is just their you know one family's rendition of what happened to them while this was occurring. So anyway, all right. On that note, I'm going to go ahead and uh, enter into the news, uh, and um, and uh, you know, and just I I'm surprised. I I praise God. Really, I'm very I'm actually kind of happy that thus far, now there's been a lot of chatter out there on the internet. Nobody's been able to say anything for sure, so I doubt anything's going to happen. But there are a lot of people out there chattering and suggesting that something bad is going to happen on December the 17th, which is a Sunday. That'll be while I'm in Pennsylvania. So, you know, I don't know. You know, um, do I pay those sorts of, you know, premonitions, mathematical, this, that, and the other thing, uh, you know, um, rumor mill stuff? Uh, no, I don't give it any credibility at all. I don't. Um, but I did want to throw it out there because there is an awful lot of chatter, um, you know, people posting things and showing different mathematical things. And, you know, I don't know, you know, people, that's what people do. And so I'm, I'm just passing it along to you. Might something, you know, after 12 years of nothing, might something happen? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, we're, we're very, we're living in a day, really, when you think about it, that, you know, it's like walking on glass or really thin ice, the really thin apocalyptic ice, really. Uh, it would take little to nothing to jettison 
the Middle East situation into a full-blown war. Uh, and then if we exacerbate it, which we will, um, uh, it, it's going to jettison the whole World War III thing even faster. Okay, and of course, of course, North Korea is going to jump in. You know they will, and they might even kick it off. There are some experts out there that believe that they will. Uh, Colonel Douglas McGregor is still saying pretty much every two to three days he's coming out and putting up a post, and he's telling people, I don't think we're going to have a 2024 election. I believe that, you know, essentially Washington, D.C. is going to implode, and uh, the United States of Babylon the Great is going to be under martial law. That's his prediction. So um, now, and he's also joined with with some, you know, deltas in the uh, what they, you know, what they think is going to happen. There's a few deltas, uh, but you got you got Alex Jones, Tucker Carlson, General, uh, you know, Wesley, or uh, uh, sorry, Flynn, General Flynn, and also Douglas McGregor. So those those are the four best known voices out there right now that are all consistently stating that they simply don't think we're going to make it all the way to the 2024 election. But then, like I said before, we have, uh, I was told by somebody, I guess they're a fan or saw something on the internet, but I was told that the Simpsons uh, show an actual 2024 election. And Matt Groening is a 33rd degree Mason. He's obviously very interconnected with uh, the forces of darkness. And so he gets a lot of early, you know, warning signs. Either that or he's satanically prophetic or whatever. But who knows? He, uh, I, I, at, at this point, uh, if it's in The Simpsons, I'm, I'm a little bit more apt to believe it than some of the you know, other sources. Anyway, kind of sad to say, but it you know just ha- happens to have panned out that way in the last several years anyway. Praise God. All right, so on that note, let's go ahead and move into the news. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? <laughs> It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, wrong. It's not normal. This is disturbing. Game over. Praise God. Now, um, this is a snippet from Redacted, um, and I'm going to just go ahead and play this. This is uh, Whitney Whitney Webb. Uh, uh, she is uh, incredibly intelligent, this woman, and um, she does a lot of uh, her own uh, New World Order uh, deep dive analysis and has been quite accurate in her estimation of what she sees or foresees occurring uh, from a false flag standpoint uh, in the imminent future. So anyway, she's talking with uh, uh, with you know Clayton uh, and uh, on this little segment. Let's go ahead and bring this live and because uh, this is very relevant, by the way. Oh, and it does have a little something to do with leave the world behind movie. All right. So anyway, let's go ahead and. Take a quick listen to this. Here we go. Well, the World Economic Forum, yes, run by Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum says that we will experience a massive cyber attack that will hit before the year 2025, which will lead to a massive collapse of the banking industry, infrastructure, and so much more. Now, how do they know this? It's unbelievable. Someone who's been following this very, very closely, and it ties even more directly into the story that we've been covering here on the show about the CTI League files, the Michael Schellenberger uh, released files about the uh, cyber spying on Americans. Uh, We're going to get to that part of the story with independent journalist 
Whitney Webb, who I'm thrilled to welcome back to the show. Whitney, welcome back to Redacted. Hey, it's great to be here after a, a long absence. Thanks for having me back. Of course, we wouldn't miss the opportunity. So thrilled to have you back here. So let's talk about this World Economic Forum idea that at the second in command at the World Economic Forum that we are going to see a massive cyber attack hitting before the year 2025. Pointing out, you know, in in great detail, yeah, like this is going to happen, so you better be prepared for it. Why are they saying this and who are they going to try to point the finger at? Right. So this was said at the WEF annual meeting earlier this year in January by uh, the WEF's managing director, Jeremy Jurgens. And uh, Jurgens, as well as the WEF itself, has been involved in a series of simulations for several years now that I'm sure a lot of people in your audience are familiar with, uh, called Cyber Polygon, which has been directly affiliated with uh, Russia's government, as well as some of Russia's biggest banks and some of the biggest commercial banks um, in the world, and also backed by a lot of uh, U.S. federal agencies, which is ironic when you consider, you know, all this about alleged, alleged Russian hacks over the years. They're very willing under the guise of the WEF to uh, collaborate with the, you know, supposed hackers um, responsible for everything bad, you know, for several years ago. Um, So that's quite revealing. Um, But aside from Cyber Polygon, there's a lot that the WEF seeks to accomplish um, as it relates to the cyber realm. And they've been collaborating in a lot of ways with these same big banks and also American intelligence agencies in unprecedented ways that has not really gotten any coverage over the past several years, and a lot of this is housed within a public-private partnership the WEF manages called the World Economic Forum Partnership Against Cybercrime. And uh, these, uh, this particular organization, uh, back a, a few years ago, gamed out with the Carnegie Endowment, um, along with the Federal Reserve, the Bank of England, the European Central Bank, so some of the biggest central banks in the world, as well as some of the biggest commercials in the world, like Bank of America and J.P. Morgan, um, how essentially the U.S. financial system was due to be the uh, victim of a massive cyber attack. And if you're familiar with how things have been going in the U.S. financial or banking system recently, uh, things are not in a very good state at all. And regardless of if, in, you know, if there would be or will be a cyber attack in the near future, um, the banking and financial system in the, in the United States is in uh, deep doo-doo, right? So right. Uh, If you're the big banks and the intelligence agencies, you want to avoid what happened after the 2008 economic crisis where there was unprecedented anger at Wall Street because the whole hope and change Obama uh, psyop essentially is probably not going to work again. So how do you allow that collapse to happen because it has to happen in such a way that the banks and the government are essentially blameless? Well, if a cyber attack happen, and you can literally blame any any nation, state, or group uh, for that hack. And we know this because of what WikiLeaks published right before Julian Assange was completely silenced and then later uh, arrested and dragged out of the Ecuadorian embassy in London, uh, Vault 7, uh, which revealed things like the Umbridge program, among other things, that U.S. intelligence and other intelligence agencies that are affiliated with this WEF partnership against cybercrime have the ability uh, to place the fingerprints of any nation state actor they wish, including Russia, China, Iran, and really North Korea, any other group uh, as well, uh, not just nation states, put their fingerprints in a hack they actually commit themselves. And this is very significant because this offers, you know, these intelligence 
agencies unprecedented ability to have uh, to conduct false flag operations in the cyber realm. And uh, this group has a lot of solutions aside from, you know, things with the banking system that they cannot really justify implementing unless there is some sort of large cyber attack. So what does the WEF Partnership Against Cybercrime want? Um, they're very open that they want a regulated internet, and they're essentially seeking a policy that was uh, efforts were made to implement during the Obama administration in the U.S. They called it a driver's for the internet. Um, so essentially what this um, public-private partnership at the WEF is pushing for is for every person's access to the internet to be tied to a digital ID uh, or a government-issued ID, but presumably a digital ID just because of where government-issued ID programs are all uh, going essentially around the world. And the goal of that, of course, if your ID is linked to your internet access, uh, intelligence agencies know exactly what media you are consuming uh, in terms of you know what you read and also what you post online. And that has been the goal for a very, very long time. Um, People aren't necessarily going to consent to that unless uh, they are made to believe that anonymity and privacy online are dangerous. So um, how exactly can you convince people that that needs to happen? Well, you have some sort of event where anonymous hackers um, do something online that causes major disruption globally, and then the consent can be manufactured through fear and panic, as as is often done, uh, that anonymity and privacy needs to be eliminated, that we need to know exactly who is doing what online to prevent a calamity of that scale from ever happening again. And this is the exact solution that these guys have been cooking for a very long time. And the intelligence agencies involved are Israeli intelligence, British intelligence, and then the U.S. Secret Service, uh, FBI, and Department of Justice. And you have several of the biggest uh, banks in the country, like Bank of America, um, involved directly with this group, as well as major U.S. tech companies like Microsoft and Amazon uh, partnered with all of this. And uh, this is exactly what they're seeking, and they have all the tools to allow something like uh, to happen. And when you have the fact that some of these actors want a, re a war where the U.S., for example, goes to war with Iran, among other things, and they have the ability to attribute um, you know, cyber attacks of any scale to any entity at all. And uh, this is a big problem because when these alleged hacks take place, whether it's blamed on Russia, Iran, or China, the headline will blame these countries. But if you actually read the article itself, they don't actually have the evidence to make that case. They say, we believe it's this country um, or that it's a group affiliated with this country and their reasoning ranges from, you know, they'll say things like we have medium probability that it's, you know, they're tied to Iran. And, you know, all these, um, you know, uh, phrases that show that they don't actually have evidence. And then there's an effort to manufacture consent um, potentially for military action based on based on all of this stuff. So it's definitely very alarming and people should be paying attention to it when you consider that you have the biggest banks involved, the biggest intelligence agencies, um, and some of the biggest tech companies in the world. And another thing that this WEF group is, is seeking um, is for uh, banks, banking regulators and intelligence agencies to essentially fuse their operations under the guise of cybersecurity. And the more you think about that, the more insane it is. I mean, it's just an insane policy. Yeah, bringing it together under one umbrella. And, of course, we even heard Nikki Haley, who's a 
you know, certainly uh, the neocons absolutely love Nikki Haley right now, pushing her big time. She, over the past couple of weeks, has called mm-hmm. for this lack of anonymity on the web, wants everyone to be registered as you're using the Internet, right? All right. So anyway, um, I, I, no doubt you can see exactly where that's heading. They're going to uh, tear it apart. But but basically, uh, you know, that that I'm not I, I, it's going to be very interesting. I can say this. I sure hope we're not going to be here. I really, 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 really hope we're not going to be here for that. But if we are, you know, talk about forcing your hand uh, to, you know, the, you know, it's going to be very hard to give up your phone, give up your computers, give up your job. I mean, this is serious stuff when it goes to the you know the digital ID concept. Um, and then having, I, I don't even want to get into all the possibilities associated with the you know the major banks. We know at least at this stage, uh, they have identified Wells Fargo, J.P. Morgan Chase, Chase, which are two banks that are one and the same, really. And then also Bank of America as being the four big banks that are supposed to take over when CBDCs are instituted through the digital idea. So, and then this concept of this uh, massive, you know, uh, false flag cyber attack, absolutely horribly destructive. You know, the question is, you know, if, 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 if there is a, a lot of prophetic information baked into that movie, Leave the World Behind, um, could be uh, way worse. It could be way worse. It, it may not be just something as simple as uh, a handful of banks going down. It could be really bad. Okay, and uh, and if they make it such, then um, of course, naturally, the more freaked out people are, the more you know. That's why the you know catastrophic contagion Sears thing. You know, it's really interesting that the white lung pneumonia thing did not take off. So uh, it sure looked to many people, including myself, uh, as if that was going to be the manifestation of the catastrophic contagion uh, pandemic tabletop. Um, and because it, it was going after the kids, it was you know it had all of the um, traits that would have been you know, aligned perfectly with what they were practicing for, what was in the tabletop. I even played, you know, a section of the tabletop uh, on the program for people to hear. So we're still waiting for that. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, I'm not sitting around going, oh, I can't wait until, you know, it's not like that. But we know what their operating methodology is. And, you know, it, it, they, so it's pretty reasonable for anybody out there to expect these things like Whitney uh, Webb and, um, uh, you know, folks are talking about to happen. And that's just one of many things, by the way. There's so many things teed up right now. If you if you want to use the, uh, you know, the uh, golfing analogy teed up, queued up, there are so many bad cataclysmic, I mean, truly, truly cataclysmic things queued up right now teed up they're like teed up you can imagine if, if you can imagine somebody at a driving range and they have like uh you know like t- 12 balls all on a little tee and they're all in a row and and one of them is a cyber attack a global cyber attack you had uh uh klaus schwab coming out and telling everybody you know that a that a cyber event would be you know many many times a magnitude more horrible uh, uh to, to, you know as far as its uh, devastation to to the people of the world uh, than uh, the pandemic. He basically implied that the pandemic would seem like nothing compared uh, to the horror that would occur.
her uh, from a cyber attack. Of course, I, I would assume that he his version of it would include a, a power grid outage as well, which, by the way, is uh, something that does seem to be queued up, right, as part of the whole big master plan of ugly that we all are essentially – you know, potentially facing. Um, I, you know, we don't know. The, the one thing is is a little nerve wracking for those of us who are aware of you know the stuff that's queued up uh, and and the sheer ugliness of it all. Um, you know, it, it's a little nerve wracking. You know, it's kind of like you, you know you're going to go. You know, you know that the doctor is going to tell you that you're going to need surgery. You know that something. You know, you, you know that you're going to get bad news. You're walking around with that weight on your shoulders constantly. Now, that's that's one of the reasons why I love. Jesus. That's one of the reasons why I love our relationship with our Heavenly Father. I love it that we have that. Can you imagine for the rest of the people out there that don't have that? Wow, what a horrible way to live. I mean, the the burden of heaviness that is weighing down on those people's shoulders as they look at all the ugly that's about to strike. Um, and they don't have the Lord. They don't have the rapture. They don't have the wedding supper. They don't have all of that. They don't have the glory of God and the awesomeness of heaven and everything else to look forward to. I mean, really, that's a pretty horrific way to have to live your life, is to know all these things are teed up. They're ready to happen. They could happen at any minute. And, um, and it, you know, and their imminent future is... Uh, very grim, okay, and I would not want to be in their shoes. I, I praise God. I think it's one of the most unbelievable blessings that any of us could have is to have Jesus and his eyes to be able to look into, to be to know that we can be highly productive and highly desired of our Heavenly Father to just simply be on our knees. Our Heavenly Father will surely protect those of us who are praying, I, that was his design. You know, um, Jesus and our Heavenly Father, uh, you know, when they architected the universe, that was part of their heavenly design, was that we were to be uh, those who bring down, through the power of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, power. We bring down power, we bring down heaven's resources, we bring down heaven's angels, and, and it is our prayer that triggers all of that, that, that jettisons all of that heavenly action into play uh, on the earth. And our Heavenly Father uh, is absolutely adores it. Okay, it's a requirement. I don't understand all that stuff. I just know that's what the Bible says, and it's very, very clear. And um, and uh, and the you know you have even Charles Spurgeon uh, coming out and saying that you know he who knows how to you know uh, pray properly you know has heaven and earth at his disposal, uh, and uh, you know with fervent fervent prayer to be able to pray through. And we have that. We have that relationship. We have you know no matter how spooky and scary all of this stuff is, which it is, okay, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, 
pull the plug on my phone if you got to. Pull the plug on this if you got to. I know God is going to take care of us. He needs – our Father actually does need us. He needs us to call down heaven's power, heaven's angels, and heaven's uh, 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 you know resources into action on the earth through our prayer. It is vitally important to the mission of the kingdom. Praise God. And that makes us needed. We're needed by the kingdom. Praise Jesus. And so it, there is a very holy symbiosis that is, and harmony that it, that exists. Hallelujah between uh, you know the saints. Although most of the time we probably don't feel very saintish, um, but um, you know, and uh, heaven's power. Okay, and and you know how all of that stuff gets kicked into. Um, Action, praise God, and so uh, that is essentially the prime, uh, for lack of a better term, that's our prime directive. All right, is to call down heaven's power and to be the ambassadors of, uh, you know, Jesus. You know, uh, and part of part of that, if not the largest part of all, is through the prayer. Praise God, thank you, Jesus, Hallelujah. All right, so I did want to go ahead and get that out there because. Um, after I saw the movie Leave the World Behind, it, 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 it wow. I was if that would have been like a uh, ten episode or a dozen episode, uh, you know, um, uh, series, I would have been uh, I would have totally binge watched the whole thing. It was really good. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus, Hallelujah. And the next headline up, and here we go. Sri Lanka electricity blackout, countrywide power outage, internet was disrupted. All right, uh, interesting. <laughs> you know, it's almost like they're practicing, right? Sri Lanka, and we do know that they practice. They've already done uh, dry runs for CBDCs, digital IDs in several countries in Africa. They failed miserably uh, because over there, let me tell you something. Those people, man, if they're going to protest, they're going to they're going to burn down the whole Dagnabbit capital. They're going to take that. They're going to you know, and uh, that's you know, people push back in in incredibly uh, uh, fervent ways. We'll just say. But Sri Lanka is experiencing a countrywide power outage. This was from December the 9th. So this has been yesterday by, uh, that this was being reported. It says a government official said on Saturday, Ceylon Electrical Board, CEB, the country's power monopoly, is working to restore power. CEB spokesperson Noel uh, Priyanta said. Okay, so uh, they're just saying that it was a uh, nationwide power outage and ultimately a system failure, but they're not really blaming it on anybody. Uh, or any type of a uh, uh, cyber attack event. Okay, so was there more than meets the eye going on behind the scenes here? Quite possibly. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Haaretz is reporting that the Israeli army has dropped the restraint in Gaza. And the data shows unprecedented killing. It says the IDF chief of staff recently boasted of the Army's precise munitions and its ability to reduce harm to noncombatants. But the data shows that in the war on Hamas, that that particular principle has been abandoned after the expressions of international solidarity with Israel faded out. 
Growing criticism began to be heard about the scale of the killing of innocent civilians in the Gaza Strip. Of course, we can't, you know, you, you cannot turn on any type of electronic media nowadays without hearing something about that. Uh, it's what, you know, pretty much high 90 percentile of the, uh, uh, you know, protests, riots and such like that around the world are focusing on right now. Not all, but a lot of them. All right. And, uh, and it says prominent in this regard was the New York Times, which on November, November the 25th published the findings of a comprehensive investigation in which it maintained that the rate at which civilians were being killed in Gaza is higher than it was in the controversial offensives of the United States and Iraq, Afghanistan, and Syria. Although I will say this, there are some, quote, experts, unquote, out there that are contesting that uh, and are saying that the United States is bar none the leader in killing children worldwide, which, by the way, once you unfortunately take the big, you know, take a thousand milligram red pill and it's just awful. But anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Israel threatens Lebanon. And uh, let's go ahead and listen to this report. It's pretty significant, and I am flabbergasted. I, I just can't believe we're still sitting here since October 7th, and it's the same. It's, 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 it's like I, I got a deck on it. I wish the, wish the weekend wasn't over because, uh, I, you know, this would be a really good time to watch um, – Groundhog's Day, you know, with Sonny and Cher every single morning waking up and smashing the alarm clock and all that kind of stuff. That's because it, it kind of feels like that. You know, we, we see all the different things that we've been tracking, admittedly, over the last decade plus, but we see them all getting in line. If they have, if, if all the events that we've been talking about for the last 12 years, especially the last 10, okay, uh, if they all were, you know, had little feet, they would all be like standing in line waiting for their opportunity to happen. And there's a lot of them, but boy, getting there is like taking a long, long, long time. And that's okay. Praise God. Um, uh, so we'll just have to take advantage of this opportunity and really, pull, I mean, who wouldn't, why wouldn't we want to be in the presence of God all the time? Why wouldn't we want to praise and worship our Father? Why wouldn't we want to be on our knees in prayer every single day? I, I can't even imagine not having that as part of my life. So praise God. And I hope, that, I hope you feel the same way too. Praise Jesus. But let's go ahead and listen to this report regarding Israel threat, threatening Lebanon. All right. So let's bring this one up. Here. Here we go. As the IDF ramps up its attack on Gaza, the Israeli Prime Minister has turned his sights on Lebanon as his military exchanges sporadic rocket fire with the Hezbollah militant group. And Benjamin Netanyahu has threatened the neighboring state with a striking escalation of violence. If Hezbollah chooses to start a global war, then it will turn Beirut and South Lebanon which is not far from here, into Gaza and Han Yunis with its own hands. We are determined to bring about a victory. Well, this comes amid another warning from the Israeli defense minister, who's asked that 80,000 displaced Israelis refrain from returning to their homes in the north. The official hinted that the IDF may open another front in the war there in order to fight Hezbollah. Earlier, Israel carried out a number of missile strikes on Lebanese territories, claiming to target the militant group. People in the Lebanese capital say they're not afraid of Israeli threats. 
All right. So, um, you know, quite honestly, there have been a number of, uh, you know, anti-tank, you know, who cares? There have been missiles. There have been munitions that have been launched. People have been killed on the northern border uh, there, you know, Hezbollah. Um, And it's fascinating, too, because uh, there has been rhetoric, uh, threatening rhetoric, very similar to what we just heard, uh, that has been stated. But nobody has done anything about it. So, um, you know, what constitutes enough? And we don't know the answer to that. Have there been people killed in Hezbollah? Yes. Have there been uh, IDF, you know, uh, military personnel killed up there, uh, you know, on the the, uh, Lebanese border area? Yes. Do they have an unbelievably large number of large amount of people in Israel who have been displaced and have no place to live now because, you know, the the whole area is, you know, being uh, cardened off essentially for potential war. And what is enough to make them say, "Okay, that's it. We're going in. You know, uh, we don't know. And then then you've got, you know, Iran and you've got Erdogan. I mean, they're. It's amazing. It's amazing the rhetoric that's out there that is basically we're going to go in and do something about this. But they don't. Uh, week after week after week after week after week they don't. And I, I don't I don't understand how this is all going to unfold. I don't think anybody knows how it's all going to unfold. We know what the end game is. We know what is going to happen. We know what our Bible says is going to happen. And we have some extra stuff that our Heavenly Father has given us through prophecies, dreams, and visions to overlay these series of events that are going to occur. But yeah, carrying the burden on your back and wondering if you know somebody's going to you know, you're going to wake up tomorrow and uh, so, you know, next, next thing it shows up on your phone is, you know, install this app, you know, big red thing on your phone, beep, 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 you know, press the install button to have access to the Internet, uh, you know, uh, end of the world. And if you don't press this button, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, man, there, this is going to be – I hope we're not here. That's all. I mean, Father, please, in the name of Jesus, please count us all worthy in Jesus' name. I pray this for every single listener of this program constantly. Uh, and I thank you all for praying for me, too, as well. I need <laughs> I need prayer more than most people realize. Anyway, thank you all for uh, the times that you mentioned me to the Lord, because uh, I really think it sustains me. Um, I, I just don't have the constitution for a lot of this stuff. And if it wasn't for the prayer, and because, you know, I just... You know, there comes a point, and I think anybody that understands spiritual warfare understands how what it's like to have a target on your back and stuff like that. Um, you know, you, you, sometimes you let your guard down and you forget. I mean, I, I, you, you just do. And then something bad happens. And then you're like, oh, no. You know, and then you have several of those things happening all at the same time. And, man, it's a, you just – I. I there are times when I just think to myself, man, where can I run away to? <laughs> I, mean, I really think to myself, where can I run away to? Where can I go hide? <laughs> okay. <laughs> because, you know, it's like, you know, but then, you know, is the grass ever greener? No. The grass is only greener because it's fake. Okay. All right. Speaking of redacted, um, here is another thing that is in play. Now, whether or not his analysis or estimation of how everything is going to go down is accurate or not, um, I, who knows? And and at the end of the day, 
there's always going to be deltas and variations. No one's going to get it perfect. Now, um, but is this very, very real? Yes, it is. Now, one of the mistakes that people seem to make a lot of is they make this mistake whereby they believe that the United States doesn't like China. That's not true. The entities, the shape-shifting reptilian, archon creatures, fallen seraphim, whatever you want to call them, these filthy, filthy evil creatures, the, these, they, it, they love China. They adore China. They love China. They want to make this country exactly like China. Now, is there – China owns so much of this country right now, it's just unbelievable. It is literally unbelievable. If, if, if every single asset, every single national park, every single um, you know thing, you know c- corporation, whatever that China, people would flip. They would lose it if they had any idea how much of this country is owned by China. When, you know, as a matter of fact, it's been stated accurately so that if there was a Red Dawn-like event, they would simply be coming to, you know, collect a debt. When it comes right down to it, uh, but anyway, um, on that note, you know, so this idea that we somehow don't like China—that's all part of the moonwalk thing that's going on to distract us all. Of course, we don't like China. You know, China's one of our no, it's not like that at all. Now, would Trump change dynamics? But right, China controls. Okay, China, the World Economic Forum, China, they control. They're they're like leading the world into the Great Tribulation. Okay, uh, man, you could do a four-hour radio show on just this. The ghost cities. Okay, the uh, man, oh man, oh man, oh Daisy. There are so many things that China has. So they're they're they leading the way in everything. The mark of the beast. The social credit system, digital ID, um, you know, uh, central bank digital currencies, all that, everything. They're there. They're leading the way. They are pioneering the horror that is going to be pushed, shoved down the throat of every single person on this earth. It is going to be absolutely horrible. Why would the Antichrist want to do anything against China? He wouldn't. They are facilitating the satanically run world that the Antichrist is going to, you know, be heading up to some degree. All right. So anyway, um, no, the, the, the entities of darkness are all in bed together. They're all working toward the same goal. All right. And so you you really got to follow the money. You really got to know who's who in the zoo and be able to put all those things together. Excuse me, together. And then once once you do that, excuse me, I, I had a big double hot chocolate before the show and it's decided it wants to talk on the microphone as well. I'm just kidding. But but anyway, um, let's 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 listen to this because it is relevant and it is happening now. And it is one of those things that must happen in order to consummate, to make go forward uh, the, this master plan of establishing the Great Tribulation. So let's go ahead and take a quick listen to this. Come on. There we go. 
change everything, and I mean everything. No wonder the West is actively planning to go to war with China, doing everything it can to stop them. So we'll get into this big secret in Not a moment. True. And I'm going to show you some shocking data, which paints an undeniable picture of the big trouble for the West. But first, let's talk about the military stuff, the war footing, the chest beating, if you will. Over the past few days, China has moved more warships and assets into the Middle East. The PLA, the Chinese army, has sent six warships to West Asia. It's not clear when they arrived, but last week they made their presence known. China is showing the West that it means business. They're not going to allow the United States and Israel to dictate terms in the Middle East, showing their support for Saudi Arabia, Jordan, Egypt, the United Arab Emirates, and Palestinians. The Middle East is crucial for China's Belt and Road Initiative. It does not want Israel stealing Palestinian natural gas and oil off the coast of Gaza. Yeah, the one trillion cubic feet of natural gas that belongs to Palestinians that was discovered off their coast in the year 2000. China doesn't want the United States stealing it. They don't want Israel or the UK stealing it and then selling it to Europe and the Middle East. It also doesn't want a regional war in the Middle East, or so they say. China doesn't want a war at all with the West, or so they say. And Xi Jinping just made this statement. China does not seek spheres of influence and will not fight a cold war or a hot war with anyone. Okay, so you might not want a war with the United States, but what if the United States wants a war with you and puts nuclear submarines in Australia, which they're currently doing, and encircles Taiwan, which is exactly nuclear what they propelled to do. A war would submarine. cause a total disruption of their growing partnership with Saudi Arabia and the massive Belt and Road projects that will transform the Middle East, Europe, and Asia. Late this week, China announced a massive new multi-billion dollar partnership with Arab countries, billions to the UAE, huge currency swap with Saudi Arabia. They are not going to let the United States muck this up, even as the United States has added two new bases on China's doorstep. Can you imagine, by the way, if the shoe were on the other foot, if China and Russia did the very same things to the United States, surrounding the United States with military bases and nuclear weapons? China is not going to let the United States mess with Taiwan. The Wall Street Journal now reports that China's air bases along China's southeast coast have undergone significant infrastructure upgrades recently in preparation for a conflict over Taiwan. <laughs> I didn't know he was going to cut over to some. Okay, so anyway, I was just told by my ex-wife, we're friends, um, that Obama was one of the producers of that movie um, that I told you about. Um, well, doggone it. Now I'm going to have to scroll back up because I'm going to give you the title exact. I don't know. I think she might she might be talking about something else. Leave the world behind. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna search on that one here. Hold on just a second. That's too too creepy and weird. Um, Obama leave. Okay. Barack Obama's leave the world behind role explained. Okay. What did the Obamas have to do with the movie? With the movie. Barack and Michelle Obama produced Netflix Leave the World Behind. Oh, good grief! The Antichrist was behind that! And the entity... Ugh, I don't even want to talk about the other thing. Ugh, it's just disgusting. All right, um, wow. Imagine that. Imagine that. Folks, it just doesn't... Yeah, I see. Okay, she just sent me the clip that I just read. I see. I see. Thanks. 
How incredibly creepy is that? All right. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't get any more creepier than that. When you know that the Antichrist and his homosexual freak of nature are, um, you know, yeah, wow, guys, for real. I wouldn't let that stop you from watching. It's a very good movie, but I will say that is that's creepy. That is like super duper 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 creepy. Now, um, also um, this quote: China's secret power play. Forget the battlefields, and China's in bed with banks, and you know all that kind of stuff for to reshape global supremacy. That is true. That's absolutely true. Bricks. Just think about bricks. Okay. Um, so all that stuff's happening. I'm. I'm not going to get into. I could. I could replay some stuff, but you know, Kazakhstan. Phew, talk about a satanic headquarters. Wow. Some of the stuff over there is unbelievable. All right. So it. You know. You might say, huh, man, this is just a. This is like a, you know, Christmas dinner smorgasbord of ugly here. Well, yeah, it kind of is. Uh, as a matter of fact, speaking of which, let's go ahead and listen to this report from uh, Russia Today uh, uh, on, it's about, quote, online warfare. Over 17,400 people killed in Gaza during, okay, that's just the, the tickers. The tickers are all over the, uh, all over the uh, internet. Everywhere you go, it seems like. Um, not, not everywhere, but a lot of places that you might go to um, have running tickers of how many people are being killed in Gaza. So that you have this like point of, mathematical point of comparison. Okay. Well, anyway, so let's go ahead and listen to this report. Hold on just a second. Here we go. As Israel and Hamas continue to exchange fire in the Middle East, a new front in the conflict appears to be opening up, this time online. And the actors in this theater of operations can reportedly be traced all the way to Indonesia. Israeli government officials and public figures have come under digital attack. The cyber offensive, which includes death threats and a barrage of hostile comments, has allegedly been traced back to an Indonesia-based movement. Online activists in Southeast Asia are also mounting campaigns, taking aim at IDF members and the response of various governments to Israeli aggression in Gaza. We're now joined uh, from Jakarta by the commander of this cyber warfare vigilante operation against Israel. Alanga Grishenov. Um, many thanks for joining us on the program. It's very nice to see you today. Um, so tell us more about your movement and, and what it's all about. What is the end goal of, of these cyber attacks that you're conducting? Mm, yeah, so we uh, as Indonesians uh, know that Israeli occupation should be ended. And one of the ways that we do as Indonesians is conducting cyber attacks particularly in the social media, and also some of us uh, who are hackers, they can hack some several WhatsApp number of the IDF and some officials, and then we can attack them. Yeah, We uh, send them a lot of uh, spam messages and also a lot of uh, negative comments regarding the situation in Gaza. And also about the 
end objective of this attack is that we have actually uh, do a lot of things to end the atrocity of Israeli occupation in Gaza, like we have uh, donate, yeah, we have donate, and we also have our gov our government also have uh, also make a pleasure to the international community to end of all of this atrocity, mm -hmm. but this yeah, is not enough. Yeah. You're, you're clearly very open about what you're doing. Are you prepared for any legal ramifications that your movement could potentially face over what you're doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, there are a lot of Israeli uh, of, of Israeli government officers and also IDF soldiers that uh, feel disturbed with this kind of uh, activity and they complain in their social media they, that there are a lot of Indonesians spamming their account and a lot of Indonesians um, swarming their accounts like um, posting a lot of memes yeah, and then also posting a lot of negative comments. We know that the Indonesian government is a very outspoken supporter of Palestine. Yeah, yeah. Has your group and its yeah. operation caught the attention of Indonesian officials? Have they endorsed your actions, perhaps? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is also one of our objectives, to pressure our government to make sure that the international community and Indonesia also uh, have uh, pressure. Yeah. We have to uh, pressure the international community to uh, to uh, combine the forces so that we can uh, stifle the Gaza occupation by Israeli government. And what, what kind of response are you getting from other groups uh, of online activists? Do they support what you're doing, for instance? And to what extent do you think this might become a global movement? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yesterday, um, a couple of days ago, uh, I was contacted by some of Turkish netizens. Yeah, they uh, want to join our movements. Yeah, in social media and also some Malaysians and also some British. Yeah, and I also uh, have been contacted by uh, Egyptians that they are interested to join the movement. So uh, overall, I think a lot of countries actually want to join this movement. Wow. Okay. Many thanks for speaking to us today from Jakarta. We've been talking to Alanga Greshinov, commander of. All righty. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna get past being creeped out. Even my ex-wife is going, exactly, it is creepy. So, um, yeah, okay, well, I guess, uh, you know, because I, I, my instincts told me when I was watching that film uh, that that's how it's going to go down. That's, that's it. I was, I was, bells were going off. Ding, 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 ding. This is going to be, this is, this is the real deal. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So, um, so there was a vote on Twitter, believe it or not. Um, and the vote was, do we want to bring Alex Jones on again? Um, he, he's been banned from there for like five years. And, um, Elon Musk is real big on voting and stuff, so uh, th there was a 70% 70, 70 of the voters 
said, yes, we do want him brought back on. So Musk said, OK. Uh, so anyway, and I think also that the, the, there was a one and a half, roughly 90 minute um, Tucker Carlson special that was done where Carlson um, interviewed um, Alex Jones. And it was um, it was really, really well received, really well received. Okay. So anyway, praise God. I just wanted to, so he is moving back and I have a little audio bite here of his reaction uh, when he found out that he was going to be allowed back on uh, the program. Here we go. Hold on. Wait a minute. That really wasn't... That wasn't his. That it. That wasn't because he was getting back on Twitter. But I will say this: that would make a pretty darn good uh, 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 ringtone, wouldn't it? <laughs> Praise God! What do you think, kids? Get, y'all want y'all want a uh, Alex Alex Jones screaming ringtone? <laughs> okay. Hey, you know what? I can I, I feel that frustration. I guess I'm all for different reasons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Praise God. Mine have nothing to do with saving the world from the World Economic Forum. I just want to get out of here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. All right, next one up. Electro jamming carrier. Okay, so um is this a true statement? And I do not know if this is a true statement. Do I know that the Russian military is extremely adept, very good, and very well armed when it comes to electronic jamming, uh, electromagnetic jamming of signals? And the answer is yes, they're incredibly good at it. All right. Um, There are claims, multiple ones, that are being contested. Some are saying you don't have any proof. Uh, which, of course, that would be a matter of national security. So, of course, there wouldn't be proof. Um, no one would be allowed to leak that information out. So the question that bubbles up is how did it get out anyway? And, um, yeah, so maintaining that level of secrecy has got to be very interesting and difficult, especially when you have – Two different sides that are involved, and every single person has a media device. All right, so um, the odds that something might leak out when it when it would normally be treated with, you know, to- top national security kind of a thing, um, that you know, are much higher, much higher because every, everybody's carrying, uh, you know, and you got two sides to the to the story too, right? So so is it true? I don't know. But according to this report, um, four Su-35S fighter jets were escorting Vladimir Putin's plane, uh, you know, as he was going over to the Middle East. And um, they are claiming in this particular mini report that they paralyzed the USS Dwight Eisenhower in the Persian Gulf uh, using electromagnetic jamming. Uh, and that they were not able to launch planes for 24 hours, et cetera. And this was also, they claim, being driven by uh, the ICC warrant that they put on Putin. So um, it, it's, it's so, it's like 
watching a really bad movie, really. <laughs> anyway, um, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. And the next one up, and, you know, I think we're going to run. I had a feeling we were going to run a little bit short on stories, so I'm going to have to think about something to babble or start talking really slow. But anyway, next one up. Russia warns Israel that Hamas that the Hamas tunnel plan would amount to a war crime if it was pursued. But, I mean, what day has gone by? Really, what day has gone by <clears throat> that some media entity of some type somewhere in the world hasn't claimed that what's taking place over there right now is a war crime? I mean, that's – and and then you had the vote you know, that just happened in, in the United Nations, and of course um, – it is kind of weird that the United States has this like one voice veto power. It's like you can you have, you know, hundreds of people from all over the world and leaders of all these different nations, and then the United States comes along and says, "Nope, we don't want to do it." And then everybody has to, you know, I don't know. It's hard to, but I don't think that's going to last much longer the way things are going. But anyway, Russia warns Israel that Hamas, that the Hamas tunnel plan. So what they're basically planning on doing, although I heard in one report that they were already doing it. A lot of the reports that I'm seeing coming in from some of the other websites like uh, Fox News, et cetera, are claiming that they did not start doing it yet. Okay, so uh, but the idea is that they were going to pump seawater into the tunnels and flush them out. Now, it's very confusing because one article will say that they they did it and it worked. And then and then a lot of other articles will come out and say, oh, this would be terrible if they did this and they can't do this because they'll kill the hostages. And it just goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. So are they actually doing it? I don't know. But I did read an article that said that they were and they had done it to a particular section in a, you know, but it wasn't large scale, at least not according to this article. But who knows? All right. And it says Russian diplomat has warned that Israel's plans to flood the Hamas tunnels in order to flush out the terrorists may constitute a war crime. War crimes are snowballing, they say. Shocking reports have been circulating, cir- circulated in recent days that Israel plans to flood underground facilities in the Gaza Strip with seawater. Russian uh, first deputy Permanent representative to the United Nations, Dmitry Polanski, said during a United Nations Security Council meeting this week, according to open sources, the IDF has already built a system of pumps and pipes to pump seawater and is currently discussing with the United States practical aspects of such flooding, whether there will be enough water or if the tunnel's type uh, topography is fit for that and so on. So they're supposedly, and from an engineering standpoint, studying it and whatever. And there have been reports uh, that I've skimmed over briefly that made claims that by doing that it would um, do horrible things to the water table and ultimately pollute and destroy the the fresh water supply for Gaza. Uh, you know, I don't know indefinitely. I I, I I didn't see anything about how long or or what you know is a claim. And so you know a lot of lot of when there's war going on. It's very difficult to confirm information. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So next one up. Here we go. 
Al Jazeera reports that the Yemen Houthis warn that they will target all Israel-bound ships in the Red Sea. The Iran-linked rebels warn to block passage of Israel-bound ships of any nationality unless Gaza gets food and the medicine that it needs. So they're they're picking a cause, <laughs> and then they're attacking the ships. You know, they just it, it, it just seems so amazing to me that, that they can, you know, putter up to the side of a gigantic ship and these little motorboats <laughs> take it over. It's like, you know, do you have no defense at all? Not even like a water hose or something? You can squirt them down? Uh, so I don't know. I, you know, it, it, but, that, they, they, you know, that, that part of the world has been um, rife. Absolutely rife with um, uh, attacks by you know what what are commonly referred to as third world countries, um, uh, you know, in just this fashion, in just this fashion. Now, are they heavily armed? You know, are they shooting people? You know, I, I don't know. I mean, they don't talk about it, um, but they do. They are. Very open, you know, right here. I mean, Yemen, Yemeni, Yemen's Houthi movement says that it will target all ships heading to Israel, regardless of their nationality, and warned all international shipping companies against dealing with Israeli ports. If Gaza does not receive the food and medicine it needs, all ships in the Red Sea bound for Israeli ports, regardless of their nationality, will become a target for our armed forces. And I think they all have one of those Red Rider BB guns. So you really better watch out because they're going to get you. Next one. All right. Tens of thousands again march in London calling for a Gaza ceasefire. And sure enough, they have, I don't know if this is a drone or taken from, uh, you know, a building or whatever the case is, but it is a fantastically large number of people. It, it's really Europeism. I don't want to say Europe is a mess because that would be too broad of a stroke of a statement. Um, but there are certain cities and parts of Europe that are essentially under siege as far as the protests are concerned. I mean, it's almost like every – and London is huge. I mean, I, as far as the Muslim population and the people that are uh, very, very vociferous and, and protesting, uh, you know, fervently. Um, and it's not just there, it's other parts of the world uh, as well, um, but London is one of the bigger epicenters. There's a lot of stuff going on in New York City as well. Ten, again, tens of thousands, and it says the latest protest comes a day after the United Kingdom abstained from voting on a UNSC resolution demanding a ceasefire, which the United States vetoed. Tens of thousands of people have converged on the United Kingdom capital for another weekend of protests calling for an immediate end to Israel's assault on Gaza and criticizing their government for failing to vote in favor of a ceasefire in the besieged enclave. The protesters marched from London's Bank Junction to Parliament Square on Saturday, holding placards saying, Cease fire now and end the genocide. And the, and the popular Palestinian slogan, From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. So anyway, these things are happening worldwide, and it's pretty much continuous. It's pretty much continuous, uh, but it's not everywhere. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Next one up. 
deadly tornadoes sweep through the United States, uh, the state of Tennessee. Now, I saw the footage, and it was pretty darn creepy. And one of the, one of the tornadoes, it was humongous. It was absolutely huge. Um, it hit some sort of uh, refinery facility or something that – but it boy, when that thing exploded, it was wow, huge. And um, I, I don't know. Uh, well, let's take let's take a look. It says recovery operations are underway as multiple tornadoes leave behind death and devastation in the Nashville area. Recovery and rescue workers are surveying the, uh, the devastation after powerful tornadoes tore through the United States, Tennessee. Uh, the U.S. state of Tennessee leaving at least six people dead and injuring dozens, according to authorities. So, again, um, uh, there's there's more, though. I mean, uh, it says tornadoes kill at least two people in the U.S. Uh, in the central part of the United States. More storms are expected. Tornadoes tear through a northern Texas town, killing four. Uh, that's another tornado, not the one we just read about. Another one says tornadoes touched down near populous, uh, populated Chicago metropolitan area, which is bad news. That is some densely populated areas there. And then severe. Severe storm sparks tornadoes, kills five people in the state of Michigan. So we're having a tornado apocalypse, <laughs> which, by the way, seems like those things have been getting a lot worse. And I think many of us are aware that there are parts of the world where tornadoes are occurring that they don't occur in, but they do now. So, um, you know, or they're incredibly rare. So, yeah, the whole world is upside down. It's crazy. I just wish, like I said, I wish we could so totally leave tonight. All right, praise God. But, you know, you know, you know what I was thinking? It, it, you know, let, let's go ahead and do this. You know, just Are we there yet? No. 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 Are we there yet? Uh, no. Are we there yet? 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 Are you little? Oh, I think we're there. I think we're not. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm still here. Uh, I made the slow motion version because it was kind of like, you know, <laughs> it's like thinking forever, man. Are we there yet? Okay. You're number nine. You're number 10. You're number 11. You're number 12. You're number 13. We're coming up on year number 13 for crying out loud. Mm. What a miracle. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Okay. So, speaking of which. Congress is taking a huge step toward UFO transparency. And lawmakers are pushing for the truth. And they're not happy. UFOs have become a hot topic on Capitol Hill, and lawmakers are about to make some sweeping changes for better disclosures. (laughs) Oh, boy. 
Congress is about to take perhaps its biggest step towards transparency surrounding the UFOs, but the lawmakers pushing for the change say the disclosure policy doesn't go far enough because you don't know when to quit. UFOs or UAPs, which stand for Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena, in government speak, have been a hot topic on Capitol Hill for years, given a number of high-profile disclosures. But a hearing over the summer with former intelligence officer and whistleblower David Grush, where he claimed the government was concealing information like evidence of non-human biologics, alien bodies, <laughs> recovered from UFOs, took the frenzy to a whole new level. <clears throat> oh, boy. And then it goes on and says that hearing, <clears throat> the hearing uh, put UFO policies uh, front and center in the annual defense bill, which had already been written in both chambers before the hearing. But lawmakers from both parties, including Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, pushed negotiators working out the differences between the House and Senate versions of the bill to add new UFO disclosure laws to the legislation. It goes on, it says, Schumer and a number of other senators wanted to create a UAP records review board modeled after how the government handled records associated with the President John F. Kennedy's assassination, where UFO documents would carry, quote, the presumption of immediate disclosure. And it says that it didn't make the final bill. So, again, yeah. For obvious reasons. Still, lawmakers are now on the verge of approving new disclosure rules in the annual defense policy bill after House and Senate negotiators inserted language into the 3,093-page Defense Authorizations Act. And they jam a lot of stuff in those things. And a lot of stuff that you don't want to know about, by the way. I used to read the uh, NDAAs from, you know, whenever they were released. Um, well, first I, first I get wind that something really bad was – like the John Warner Defense Authorizations Act of 2007 had all kinds of language in there to allow your local peace officers, those are your, your security guards, peace officers, um, you know, deputized people working with the police or whatever, um, your local – your local yokel cops and also your uh, sheriffs and, um, and any affiliate, really, any affiliate. And let me tell you something. It states in there that they can basically come and take you away. Simple as that. But it was even made like way, way worse in NDAA 2012. So that was the 2007 John Warner Defense Authorization Act. And in that, it had language that basically said, in the time of an emergency, when things get really ugly and bad stuff is happening here, there, and everywhere, uh, we're basically going to deputize and give unlimited amount of power to all these different entities uh, that may or may, you know, in one way or another, are affiliated with some authority. Um, but it was a very broad stroke of the pen, and it said pretty much that they could, you know, extraordinary rendition, your you and whatever, disappear you, disappear you. Um, so and so then twenty then the NDAA twenty twelve got a lot worse, and it 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 just took the language from the John Warner one and just tripled it. Um, so you know, there's so many people out there that really the reason one of the reasons why we we see what. People refer to as an erosion of the United States Constitution or an erosion uh, 
of the United States Bill of Rights. The problem is it's not really an erosion. The problem is it hasn't existed in so long. I mean, all you got to do is look at the, uh, the presidential directors, the executive orders that go back, oh, my gosh, you know, 20, 30 years, or, well, definitely 20, 25. Uh, and you, you just look at all of the things that they, at the stroke of a pen, they can control everything. And you and your family and disappear you and, you know, come right in your front. All those things that everybody's fighting over, you know, oh, you know, it, it's, 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 no. <laughs> Technically, they could, they could come and do whatever they want to do. Um, but, um, you know, they play this, I don't know, cat and mouse game to make it look like it's authorized. And, but, you know, they have all the authorization they need. Between the executive orders and the uh, Defense Authorizations Acts, I would submit probably also – don't even get me going on the Patriot Act. What a ridiculous – I mean – and they abuse they, – they abuse the, the, the dickens out of these things. Okay, so they expand on the definitions. They expand on the meaning of it. They – oh, well, this must mean that if a person you know, pours a bucket of – uh, spick and span into his backyard, it could leak into the water table. So he's obviously a terrorist and he's trying to poison the water table. So we'll put him away for 500 years. So, I mean, that, that's, an, that's an extreme example. But, I mean, if they want to come after you, if they want to take you out, they, they have all, all the ammunition they need on paper. Um, they'll just twist the intent of the law or the act or the bill or the executive order or whatever it was that they, you know, whatever. They'll twist it. Look, look at what they're doing with J6. I mean, if that isn't the, the creme de la creme example of abuse of authority and the DOJ and all this kind of stuff, I mean, do you think they're going to give up that power? I mean – there are so many people, oh, my goodness gracious, folks, unbelievable amount to be un, – it has to be in the tens, gazillions of millions. I don't know how many. But this country, the predominant belief system in this country – so for those of you in Australia, God bless you. I wouldn't want to live there. Not what I've been hearing is happening in the, in the government. Uh, but uh, we're going to get hit real hard, too. So we're right behind you. Um, but if you're li listening from another country, God bless you. Keep your head down. Don't do any of that CBDC stuff. If you're listening from uh, you know, someplace over in Africa and you know the people in your country have revolted against that stuff, good for you. Good for you. Praise God. Um, you know, but... Yeah, this stuff is coming, and they're going to jam it down our throats. I can't believe Obama. Oh, my gosh, the Obama's actually created. A, that's amazing. Well, obviously, they did it for a reason, right? Yeah, you got to watch that movie. Now I really, really – see, before I had a creepy sort of a – I think this is how it's going to go down. I really do. See, the problem is – and I'm not picking on anybody. This isn't a pick on thing. But very few people stitch the different things together. Very few do. They'll say cyber attack. And then they think, oh, the banks will go down. But they don't think cyber attack and then there's going to be a blackout. 
they they, they don't put, they don't say cyber attack and then it's going to be some country dropping bombs on us. You know, it, people we just don't normally do that. But when you throw all of this stuff together, it boy oh boy, the outcome and how you perceive the likelihood of that particular scenario um occurring uh it, the likelihood just goes through the roof because it makes so much sense and then you look at the gazillions of people i really just don't know but um i can tell you from what i see out on the internet i don't think you can tally the number of people in this country that are literally pacing the floors waiting for donald trump to come back and fix the fix the country Literally, people are it's it's their it's like their last hope. Can you imagine a hundred million people a hundred million people seeing one individual as their last hope, and then that gets taken away? I really, folks, I just don't think we realize what's coming. Like I said, I, <laughs> please, Jesus, please, please come and get us before all that stuff happens. Oh, that's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. It's going to be, ugh. Oh, well, anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. The, this one here uh, is, uh, the headline is, it's from The Sun, uh, it says, uh, Police state, China orders mystery pneumonia outbreak, quote, cover up as officials told to downplay the illness and ban, ban the use of the word COVID. So um, they, you know, it says a new wave of pneumonia has swept through China and forced the country to bring back the face masks and the social distancing, uh, you know, and again, uh, but they're saying, oh, don't use no COVID, don't downplay it, no big deal, and, you know, that kind of thing. What I will say, <coughs> excuse me, it, that, that I find very perplexing is that with all of the reports that we had regarding uh, the outbreaks of this white lung pneumonia that supposedly was going after the kids just like the tabletop exercise, um, uh, you know, catastrophic contagion, um, you know, we uh, I don't know how many people to the number, but there was a handful, a good a goodly number. They said things like, you know, hospitals were filling up, like they always say. You know, Ohio was mentioned as as a uh, epicenter, uh, but it, it's nobody's talking about it anymore. No one's talking about it. Um, so that's very strange. So we're seeing this report from the Sun that China doesn't want to talk about it. They don't want their people talking about it. They're all wearing masks, blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, what we're not seeing is an increase here in Babylon. We're not. And I find that, well, quite frankly, very surprising. Um, uh, I wonder to myself if they, if they, if this was a, maybe they goofed up. Maybe they dorked up. 
maybe they made a mistake. Maybe this wasn't as bad as they wanted it to be. And they're just like, okay, we goofed up. It's not as, you know, this isn't it. You know, we tried, but, you know, I don't know. But I don't understand. It just seems so weird that it would have all the earmarks, all the – just everything is just lined up perfectly with catastrophic contagion. Uh, and all of a sudden now now over here in the United States, you don't hear a peep about it. Don't hear a peep. And what, what, what were there, like seven or eight other countries that claimed that they had um, some outbreaks? So, again, I, 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 I just – I'm befuddled. I'm befuddled about a lot lately, to tell you the truth. Um, it's going to be nice. Oh, Lord Jesus, please, Father, Father, please, in the name of Jesus, let nothing go wrong when we're up in Pennsylvania, Father. In the name of Jesus, just protect us, Father. Let us have a good time. Let us get some hugs in because this could very well definitely be the last. If you're not treating this Christmas as your last Christmas, you may be making a mistake. Now, I don't know. Some people, that's no big deal. But to those of you who um, do um, take advantage of this time of year to spend more time with your family, to have dinners, uh, to spend time with your grandchildren or whatever, good for you. But don't miss this opportunity. If you got a chance to go visit Aunt Sally and Uncle Bill, you know, and they're going to have a bunch of other members of your family and you got to drive a little way, I would, I'd, I'd do it. I'd drive it. I would take advantage of it. Now, you know, because think about this. Of all the things that could have happened, I know, right? Knock on wood. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. But I mean, of all the things that could have happened, masks, lockdowns, the whole thing, all the things that would make traveling absolutely beyond miserable, they're not happening. I hope I'm not speaking too soon, but I'm just saying they're not happening. So praise God, thank you, Jesus, for that, um, which will make, of course, you know, for me anyway, for myself and my daughter, it'll make um, things a lot nicer that way because um, we won't have to deal with all that nonsense. Can you believe that to this day, to this very moment, right now, as I am talking to you, in my left pocket, I actually still have a mask. <laughs> I just take it with me everywhere because I'm expecting – you know, sometime I'm going to walk, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll go over to my uh, primary care physician. To, who knows? As a matter of fact, you know, they're still doing telemed down here in Florida. Well, they reinstituted it is what they did. So in a way, I kind of, I'm glad about that. But And I have no doubt it's likely that if I did have to go to my PCP, um, people would be wearing masks because people are paranoid, uh, and they don't understand what's going on. But that's all right. That's a you know. But but I can see where I might have to go to a particular facility for some reason, and I might actually need it. So I just keep it rolled up and stick it in my left pocket, and it's there. And it's been there for years. <laughs> I know, right? It's kind of 
sad, really, when you think of it. But anyway, um, praise God, right now we're not on a massive lockdown. And praise God, it appears that that white lung pneumonia thing is turning out to be a big fat dud. So if they did intend for that to be uh, the the next catastrophic contagion, the next major outbreak, uh, whatever, uh, if that was their intent, they they really dorked it up. It appears. All right. Which praise the Lord. You know, um, uh, if this is our last normal ish, <laughs> I don't know if you can say normal ever, but we'll just say normal ish Christmas, which is what I think. You know, I, I said that to my sister and she just she's like L.O.L. capital letters. And I'm like, oh, gosh, would you please stop listening to those people you, you listen to? But anyway, um I guess everybody's, you know, for the most part, most most people will be absolutely blown away when these things start happening. The things that we already know are going to happen. I mean, just talk about just talking about the the top three items that I just mentioned. Not 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 the other fifty things, but um, you know, the North Korea North Korea sinking an aircraft carrier and attacking Seoul. The Cascadia subduction zone, mega tsunami, and Mega quake. That's going to be that's going to wipe out Seattle. It's going to destroy San Francisco. And the uh, two tactical nukes being shot at the base of the Ferdow facility. What you think? No one's going to do anything after they do that. They're going to go, oh darn those Americans and their tactical nukes. Man, we ought to have a United Nations resolution on these guys. They're mean. Yeah, you think that's all that's going to happen? <laughs> and they're practicing. That's the thing that's just, just so hard to get your, you know, to deal with, is to have been following these things for like a decade. Okay, the, uh, you know, when um, when I got, when, 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 we, when we received the first uh, vision from uh, Dr. David O'Rourke about the aircraft carrier sinking uh, in the North Korean uh, waters, that was over 10 years ago, 10 years ago, folks. And we are closer to that event than we have ever been right now. But again, that's just those three. What about the cyber attack? What about the, the, the power grid going down? What about, I don't know. I don't, you know, it's like, yeah, it's a lot to carry with you. That's why it's just so awesome to to that we can pray like we, I mean, who wouldn't want to? I love to talk to the Lord. I love to be on my knees. My my surgeon was like, I really wish you wouldn't do that. And I'm like thinking to myself, don't even be going there, Holmes. <laughs> don't tell me I can't pray on my knees. Hallelujah. All right, next one up. Thank you, Jesus. Turning a corner today, 142 Mississippi churches leave the United Methodist Convention. Uh, what is the C word? Uh, United Methodist Church, I guess it is, over the homosexuality debate. So uh, I guess it took them this long. I've been talking to Sister Nancy about this particular topic off and on, off and on, um, uh, for years, for years. Um, So it looks like they finally... um, at least identified, it says right here, um, the United Methodist Church has approved the disaffiliation of 142 Mississippi congregations 
joining more than 7,000 churches that have left the mainline Protestant denomination since 2019. Okay, so that explains it. This isn't a one-time event. This is going on and on and on and on, so it, it, it this may continue for quite some time. Okay, so this is just one one iteration of multiple segregations and disaffiliations that have been going on now, like it says, since 2019. So again, um, I'm, the, the church is so dorked up anyways. Oh, well, let's not even get lost on that one. Praise God. Another headline. Thank you, Jesus. The number of attacks on United States bases in Iraq and Syria pushed past 80 now. So according to the Department of Defense, there have been over 80 attacks, rockets, drones, you name it, on American bases in both Iraq and Syria um, uh, in the last several months. 80 incidents. They're, they're calling them incidents. Um, now, again, uh, you know, and they're, they're saying since October the 17th, so it really hasn't been that long. So they have been ramping them up. Uh, actually, now the, the, the one the part of the article even says now it's up to 82 incidents. So what does that mean? Well, uh, it's up to you to decide, I guess. Um, and why hasn't anything been done about it or has something been done about it? We just don't know. Well, we don't know. What I do – the one thing that we do know is that we're on the edge of something really, really big. But we don't know how long our Heavenly Father is going to allow this to drag out. So just spend time with your family. Spend time with your family. Give everybody lots of hugs. Pray, 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 pray. This could be it. This could be it. Uh, I I will be – this is going to be me if we make it to next year for the holidays and – we're, you know, and things are as normal-ish as they are right now. This will be me. I'll probably just sit in the corner of my bedroom doing that for like a week. Anyway, uh, another headline up. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. United States, South Korea, Japan, step up actions as North Korea cyber threats. Lots of cyber threats, which, by the way, makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Because now using cyber tech techniques, they're able to do what took days, if not weeks, of bombing to do. They can take out, you know, once they take out the communications infrastructure, the power infrastructure, uh, you know, the infrastructure, when the infrastructure is down, all of it, you're a sitting duck. So, um, so anyway, uh, it, it is, I, I, it seems, I'm amazed. I mean, what do we have, like four reports tonight alone on just the cyber threat part? Is it going to happen sooner than we think? I don't know. They're having national security meetings about all this stuff. So this is, a, you know, evidently it's a pretty big deal. All right, praise God. And you you heard that hacker guy talking about that they're getting together as many people as they possibly can in, into a group, you know, to to go after Israel. So we'll we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. Um, it, I would imagine that Israel has some pretty pretty 
darn good cybersecurity going on. But at the same time, who knows? There's always possibility of a backdoor somewhere. All right, next one up. Teachers are quitting in droves because they're scared of student violence, which, of course, I'm like, why'd you wait so long? (laughs) Sorry, but I've seen some of that stuff. And I'm like, man, forget that noise. I would never want to work in such a horrible environment. You couldn't pay me enough. No possible way. Uh, It's just unbelievable. Uh, All right. Next one up. Thank you, Jesus. Coldest start to the winter in decades for Russia. Parts of Siberia are enduring extreme cold below minus 70 degrees. But it doesn't say whether it's Celsius or Fahrenheit. Hmm. Oh, Celsius. Oh, no. It It says minus 50 Celsius. So it's uh, Fahrenheit. The 73.7 is in Fahrenheit. That's kind of chilly. That's kind of chilly. I'm not sure the snorkel hood would be enough. That's really cold. All right. Anyway. Hey, I'm going up to everybody's complaining about how cold it is up in Pennsylvania. I'm like, uh, I don't know. It's got to be pretty darn cold for me to think it's cold. All right, and you're like, you know, probably going like, oh, come on, man. You live, you got thin blood, man. You've been in Tampa for 37 years. And what are you talking about? You got Everything's got to be cold. I mean, 40 degrees has got to be No, there's something weird about when you go up north, There's the water isn't in the air. Okay, so because there's no water in the air like there is down here, when it's, when it's 35 degrees in Tampa, let me tell you something, that is a lot colder, a lot colder than 35 degrees is up in Hershey, Pennsylvania. I can tell you that for sure. All right, six dead from the tornadoes. You heard about that. European leader panicking over potential Trump return. So, again, uh, Europe is not a fan because, you know, he was holding them to financially responsible for what they should be held financially responsible for. Um, uh, And, again, uh, another report coming out of Asia saying that China is now doing, officially doing, uh, COVID-19 testing in hospitals and airports. So, um, who knows, whatever. All right, 100-day cough. This is a new thing that's out. Highly contagious infection that could fracture ribs soars 250% in the United Kingdom. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And on that note, let's go ahead and bring on uh, Dr. Joy Jeffries Pew. And uh, and and if he was able to join us tonight, praise God, I hope so. Uh, Brothers and Garcia, possibly. All right, and let's go ahead and bring him on now. Praise God. Dr. Joy, are you there? I don't see Zen tonight, so maybe he, he, he might jump in or maybe not. But, um, boy, you must, you've got to be pretty pumped right now with the uh, release of your new book. Oh, yes, I am, uh, John. I'm really excited that it's doing really well, and it's finally gotten its way into the Amazon distribution. So sometimes all of that takes a while for everything to get where it needs to be. These big companies and distribution houses are really something else to try to get so, you know, that your books can get out all over the world. But thank goodness that's that way. And I was really excited that I was the 2023 best author for uh, for the publisher that I that does my work. And so that was pretty exciting. I mean, those kinds of things are, are, are pretty neat for a person like myself who really tries to spend a lot of time doing 
a lot of serious research. And sometimes the books that I write, um, they're pretty detailed and they're very scientifically researched. And sometimes people like to read that and sometimes they don't. So most books that become bestsellers, as you well know, is usually something that's a fantasy or either a, a little bit of just a story. But the detail that I placed in this Beastmark was pretty pretty much, uh, I think, spot on for what we're dealing with right now, especially some of the things that I heard you talking about before I came on the air. We're, we're definitely living in the end of days, and I feel like that this particular book was something that had been placed in my thought process, no doubt, by God, because he has inspired me since I was six years old to, to really know about the end of days. And so understanding how our bodies are connected and how easy it is to manipulate the human body with the technology that we now have is quite amazing. And I think that's one of the things at the conference that I was at when the when the book was actually released that I think really garnered a lot of people's attention because I don't think a lot of people realize how serious it is to realize that the human body is much like our cell phones and that our DNA can transmit and receive and that little pineal gland that sits in the middle of our forehead really is a transponder and receiver. And I think those kind of things are something you just can't disregard right now because of the way that we want to connect up all the things in our own homes to be manipulated by 5G when you come to understanding that 5G was actually originated as a type of warfare and that to make it seem like everything is going to be connected and easy and, and for the good of mankind, it's all about securing mankind and controlling mankind. And I think that is a um, a revelation that before now, before we were in the situation of uh, lockdowns and things of that nature, I don't think we really realized how much power there is over our ability to just move around, much less buy, sell, or trade. And because of all the transition that we're seeing now from what happened during those lockdowns and how we went to being pushed to not use money and that money could uh, transmit you know, viruses and things of that nature, that we had to be really careful. So the promotion of going digital and using our um, credit cards and, and things of that nature became common so that now most people don't really tote a lot of money around. And now your banks are becoming more, I guess, in tune to making sure everything that you process through them is definitely you. I've heard a lot of people having a lot of problems with their banks right now. And things that years ago we didn't think anything about to go down and say, I've got a check and it's got my name and somebody else's name on it. And if you're having enough money to cover it and it went through. But this day and time, if it's not just your name and your accounts and those kinds of things, the banks, local banks, they know that when it goes to a higher level of putting it through something, that it's going to kick it out. And so we're dealing with something that I feel like that when – God led me to write this this book, Be Smart, uh, End of Days, Breaching the Pineal Gland. I really had come across a lot of that back in my earlier books. I mentioned those things about the pineal gland 
back when I did Eden, the Knowledge of Good and Evil, 666, Volumes 1 and 2, and also the Beguile series, Volumes 1, 2, and 3, never dreaming how it was going to manifest in such a way using technology. Because back in those days, we were just getting into cell phones. And as I saw the technological capability of this 3G, 4G, 5G, and what I believe will eventually be a 6G, which will connect all of us up through our just through our DNA vibration, through our brains, it's uh, not something science fiction. And that's the thing that I was so afraid of when I was writing and started writing Be Smart. Could people really grasp that you are like a cell phone and that your DNA is literally vibrating at a frequency that's only true to you. We all have our own song. So when you say I got a vibratory um, response to anything, and that response is like my telephone number, many times I've talked about this on your show that if I want to dial you up on in a cell phone, you can be out there in a crowd of millions, and the only person that's going to to you is your number. And when it rings in that crowd of a million people, I've got you. So in the same situation, once I get your DNA vibration, your song, that is a direct connection to you. It can be found anywhere among millions of people. We can target you. And one of the the things that I think is most interesting that I wanted to kind of bring up tonight was the fact that this DNA mining, which I call data human mining, and there are people like Ancestors.com with with 23andMe and things of that nature that we're seeing these um, particular entities that people pay to find out about their histories are absolutely, they are gathering from the consumer DNA, data all the time and it's pretty bad when you are having to pay your DNA for your DNA tested and then some company like 23andMe or Ancestors.com sells their mining rights of that data and that they are your DNA and looking at producing types of drugs to handle things that they're finding as far as genetic problems within the genome of the DNA and that kind of thing that you're actually giving to them. So you're actually paying for something that is absolutely going to destroy you. And I think when I realized that people like um, GlaxoSmith and Klein, which they call it GSX, that when they were uh, interested in doing these contracts with companies like 23andMe and Ancestors.com. And so those drug companies are paying for your DNA. And if you really are not aware of it, it's really quite scary because they're telling you when you sign up for that kind of thing that they really, really are, um, in a way, giving your DNA to other people. And they don't make it really clear in the contract when you send it in. I think, you know, they've got you locked in, send them your DNA, and that's going to be a really cool thing. And you're going to get this information back. 
but they're not really telling you that what they're after is to transform themselves where you're sending the DNA into even a healthcare company so that they can look for genetic risk factors. For example, if you have you know, like heart disease, or you know, so they they may say, well, you got heart disease, and we're going to go ahead and put you on like cholesterol lowering drugs. And the problem with that is that we know that statins sometimes can be very dangerous, and they can act, and it can actually cause toxins to the heart. And there's been studies about that where it removed the statins, and if you didn't supplement with something like uh, CoQ10, that you could get into a lot of problems. So what happens is when you get these kind of companies looking at getting into healthcare and then trying to expand based on what they're getting in DNA data, um, to really put people on drugs before they ever have symptoms just based on genetic risk factors are going to become a, a major problem. And I think they're already starting to, you're starting to see some of this. And the thing about it is when genetic data is taken from you, you can't ever say it's not yours. Again, it is your DNA. Nobody else has it. Nobody can mess with it and make it their DNA. In other words, it is you. And if that genetic data that you sent in is sold to insurance companies, you could figure out that they could start saying, oh, well, you know, we know now that you could have a pre-existing illness or condition based on these genetic factors that they're finding. So, you know, these insurance companies could turn around and charge you more. They could decline that you even be covered. But I think the thing is, is that we have a massive information gathering operation going on right under our nose. And I first came to be a little concerned about this years and years ago, and I mentioned it, that when people were returning to the Holy Land, that they were testing all the Jews going back, that they had they were absolutely doing DNA testing. And what they were doing was getting these databases. And they were also looking for what was considered a pure Hebraic lineage um uh, that it's not a Kazarian-type Jew, which is a mixed breed. They were looking for the DNA of the Sephardic Jew, which literally comes from the pure Hebraic lineage of Israelites. And I was throwing up red flags. Why are we sending these people back? I mean, they're, they're cataloging them, and it was starting to show up that those catalogs of DNA were being kept on a, you know, on a regular basis there in Israel. So... When I started paying attention more, and especially after doing this Be Smart book, I was like, oh, my gosh. We have a situation where snippets of genetic information is becoming easier and easier for these companies to get because what they're doing is that they're making sure that you give them what you need, your personal genetic information, and they're not really having to beg you for it but in places like Israel where they were asking that when you come back in you had to be tested like that in our own country then you know we have these people set up for you to have a um, a situation where you think you're going to find out information about your ancestors but it's absolutely that these companies portals and in which these corporations throughout the world can really have access to the the innermost workings of your very cells in your body. And then, you know, they can market what 
they can do for in, in, people who insure and people who have the pharmaceutical firms. It's it's um, a terrible terrible thing, and so um, I think it's something that if you look at what's been done and the length of time that it's been done here and across the world using these companies where people just send it in and it's not being mandated because in, in uh, China they have a big thing set up when they have people who are in prison, they do they have huge databases there in China. But the fact that these simple companies like 23andMe and other, they're harvesting genetic codes from millions of Americans. And my question is, how many people really understand that they're going to use artificial intelligence to run these intelligence agencies absolutely to promote pushing humans into transhumanism? And that's their total ambition. I mean, you can look, I wrote about this and, and be smart too, that, um, you know, their goals, their sustainability goals and objectives are to literally cut down not only on the population, but tent is to push us into a fourth industrial revolution, revolution, and the, and also to make us transhuman. And so, if you get a company that is on the outside looking like it's doing something for you, and on the inside it's marketing to all these people, and this human data is being um, put on you. Uh, in in a way that you don't know that it's being used against you is, is pretty scary, and so you know I, I remember back in October of this year that uh, I think 23andMe they came out and they said uh, actually notified anybody that had been a customer that there had been a breach into its DNA relatives databank. So you know this is real simple. Uh, was there a breach? Was it set up to make it look like a breach so that genetic testing was able to um, to be able to garner a lot of information, sensitive information? And how did you stop it from being leaked? It was already leaked. So if you were a consumer, your data, no telling where your data presently is, but the problem is it's going to be used for evil endgame. And that's why I think that Beastmark is so important for people to read today. You don't realize how DNA samples are being routinely, you know, collected, especially if you're arrested, if databases are being used on any kind of criminal investigation, you know, the fact that you get samples from victims and there have been some situations where they use DNA to actually produce the um I guess rulings for crimes that they could not solve. There was one recently done in our area that there was uh, a baby that had been killed and they never could really fill out who the murderers were actually were. And they used DNA samples finally to trace it back. I mean, years later in our area. So the, the ability to use DNA databases is really scary. And like I say, China probably has the world's largest police run DNA database. And it's a and they use it as part of their surveillance systems. So the fact that we can connect to people once we have their DNA frequency is quite revealing, uh, uh, John. And clearly, to me, is setting up the capability for the total mark of the beast and for us not to be able to buy, sell, or trade. And I'm really quite worried about it. 
because it's not something oh, that's yeah. futuristic. It's real now. Well, you combine that with uh, CBDCs, digital IDs. They're going to jam it all down our throat, and the thing is just going to come like a tidal wave because <laughs> they're not going. They're not doing one thing at a time. Okay, what 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 they're going to do is they're going to take. If you get a chance, Doctor Joy, there's a movie on Netflix. It's called Leave the World Behind. It was produced by Obama. That ought to say a lot, but it's a good, it's actually a good movie. It's a very entertaining. It is also unbelievably prophetic. What's going What's coming down on the world? It's going to be devastating. Yeah. It's going to be the all of the above is going to happen all at one time. We are going to wake up. All the power is going to be off. There is going to be hell in the streets. Bombs are going to be dropping from the sky. It is going to be unbelievable. People are going to be dying everywhere. It, there's emergency broadcast all over the country. People will be in absolute horrific panic, and it'll be for days and days and days and days and days and days and days. And the banks won't work. People won't be able to get money. They won't be able to eat. Their kids are going to be on. You know, people that need medication are going to be dying, and it's going to be the most horrific, unbelievable catastrophe end-of-the-world emergency that has ever occurred, and then when they finally start bringing the power back up, you ain't getting on the Internet. Your phone isn't going to work unless you press that little button and says that you, you, you are going to do the digital ID thing. Everything is going to be shut down. They're going to throw the whole kitchen sink at us at one time, and it's going to be, uh, it's going to be really rough, you know, for, and, and you're, you're absolutely right. The, the whole CRISPR technology, the, the involvement of the uh, DARPA, you know, the Defense uh, Advanced Research Projects Agency, and for over 10 years now, they have been working on methods where through frequency manipulation and such, they, they can communicate, you know, it's, it's all there. And you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, the, the part, you know, the piece that you're talking about is um, clearly, um, I would even argue, probably the single most important um, uh, piece of the puzzle. Really, to to just stitch it all together, it's the it's the uh, needle and thread, if you will, to the to the uh, to the um, uh, great tribulation. Um, uh, Zen, are you there? I am, brother. Sorry, I was just a little late, but how are you guys? We're good, I'm good. Man. Yeah. So glad to hear you. I'm glad to be yeah. here with you. We never know when you know it'd be the last time we get to do a show together. So every time I come on with you i feel it's a great blessing and to sound the trumpet and to be able to warn the kingdom this is definitely um what we are all called to do so yes it is thank goodness that we are able to do this for the time that we've got left because i truly believe like you this is going to come to a date an hour when they're not going to let us broadcast because we are trying to tell the people the truth about what is coming right Right, and they're already, yeah, actually, you know, cracking yeah. down on truth so much. Yeah. They are. Yeah, they are. Um, uh, I, I played a snippet earlier today um, where um, oh, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the uh, – Webb is her last name. But anyway, uh, Riley, Riley Webb or something like that, I, I just moved um, things around so I don't have it at, at the tip of my fingers. But anyways – uh, she came on redacted and talked about the plan. I forget what they even have a name for it uh, that the World Economic Forum has, you know, in place. Um, uh, it's similar to the whole catastrophic contagion, but it's it's for cyber 
It's for a massive global cyber attack. And you know how they're going to – what they're going to do. Everything is going to be instituted at once. The digital ID will be linked to your DNA. It's going to be linked to – everything's going to be linked together. You're not going to be able to do Mm -hmm. anything. You're not going to be able to use your phone. You're not going to be able to do anything. All the things that we take for granted right now, they're not going to let you do anything unless you sign up. Nothing's going to work. Nothing's going to work. And at that point, we're out. You know what I mean? I mean, I'd like to be able to say that we're going to be able to continue to do radio shows, but no. No, they're going to take everything down. The, the Colonel Douglas McGregor's, the, 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 the West, you know, uh, uh, General Flynn, um, you know, Alex Jones, all those guys, Tucker Carlson, they're, they're going to disappear them. They're, they're not going to be around anymore. But anyway, I, I think we all kind of know that. We, you know, we've been seeing the writing on the wall now for an awful long time. Um, it's just, it's kind of a heavy burden, you know, to wake up every day, you know what I mean, Zen, and joy, you know, and, and know that it could be, oh, yeah. you know, this might be the last day, you know, because really, it's a push of a button for these guys. Right, yeah. and we know also they already have all their lists, and as you were talking about, Dr. Joy, with the DNA and uh, how they people are freely giving them uh, all of this, and they are tracking, tracing, building up databases, collecting, separating people into groups, um, finding out where certain individuals live, uh, where they like to go. I mean, everything is track, trace, uh, all your habits and routines, what you do, where they can find you, you know, in a moment's notice, uh, how they, uh, if they wanted to, the whole extraordinary rendition, um, I mean, all of that, and of course, I don't wish any of that on anybody, but uh, the fact that they have the military tribunal system put into place and the whole uh, torture king and loss of uh, habeas corpus, uh, there are things that are set up in the background that they plan on using. The problem reaction solution, the Hegelian dialectic, um, they know where and what kind of answers they want to bring forth the solutions they want to prepare because they're the ones that cause the problems. They're the ones that set up the agenda that drives the the mindset of the people, the propaganda to guide everybody into thinking a certain way, the the division, the controlled opposition, the false left-right paradigm. It's all uh, maneuvered and orchestrated to lead us into a certain type of scenario. And it's nothing new. They've done it for so very long. Um, Going back to the sinking of the Lusitania, uh, all the things that they've done to get us into certain wars, uh, removing the radar systems from Pearl Harbor, allowing the the attacks to take place, all those people that were killed the day of infamy, all those soldiers that suffered, and uh, the families that were devastated, I mean – that's you know collateral damage for them to make sure there's enough emotional and mental distraught and outrage for them to get what they want and it's unfortunate that people you know so many people haven't learned the truth 
of how they do these things, the false flag terrorist events, how they create the boogeyman, they uh, they fund them, and then they you know pull the the strings and until the, those people are no longer of use. Countries, armies, how they go into certain places and territories, if not for economic reasons, for you know supernatural. Uh, aspects that we don't understand, like gaining access to giant DNA, Gilgamesh, um, access to uh, ancient alien technology, all of this. I mean, there is so much going on behind the scenes, uh, and nations are fighting against nations. You know, the whole rumors of war, everything. It is all happening in our time, and it's just a matter of one domino uh, inflaming, enlarging everything. And it's uh, just unfortunate uh, that it is that way. But these days of peace, you know, as the scripture says, peace comes sudden destruction. We have to really, really be grateful and show gratitude and thank the Most High for uh, the blessings of each day, each moment. Chances we get to hug our kids, say thank you to the people that are around us, close to us, that support us, because uh, we just never know when the plug will be pulled. Hey, I can't believe you just said that. I just I, I opened up the show, well, multiple times throughout the show, I was telling people I would be, I would be unable to speak. The word is stupefied. I would be unable to speak if we make it through another, if we actually go through another holiday season and it's, and it's not already the world's not already upside down. <clears throat> We're just, there's all the, I know I've been saying this for a long time, that all the pieces of the risk game are in place, and they have been in place for a long time, but not like they are now. Right now, what, what all the infrastructure for the Mark of the Beast, all the stuff that Dr. Joy put into her book, books, and, um, and Zen, your books as well, I mean, my goodness, it's all, I, I just tell people, I mean, I just like analogize it with 12 golf balls on a tee, and, you're, and they're all teed up, everything's teed up, and all they got to do is press a button. I mean, it is just, and and it's it's nerve wracking to folks like us because we know it's coming. We know it's yeah. coming. It's, we yeah. just don't know when. Right. Joy. <laughs> I definitely know that it's been coming, and then you know what we've been doing is trying to warn people for a very long time, and that's the one thing about the research that we all three have been doing. It's been spot on. We were considered conspiracy theorists, and. Now, I, I put a mem out the other day that said, uh, since all of my um, things that I had told had come true, I needed some more conspiracy theories to be sent to me. Because, you know, really, what we were laughed at about a long, long time ago, we have seen it all be fulfilled. And I think that every day that we can see how our DNA is being uh, changed, I mean, it literally is being changed, even just from some of the, uh, the new technology that's around us, and that's like these LED streetlights. Most people don't even realize how going from what we were used to fire and yellow and the concept of that light in our eyes, how much different it is when you start getting into these LED lights. And one of the things that was most interesting to me is that, you know, the fact that they now have these smart cities all over the country. Interesting enough, all the street lights are LED lights. 
So LED lights actually have the ability to manipulate our human genome. So you literally can get gene expression that can be turned off and on by being in LED lights. And so then you look at what does it do? It can activate mRNA inside our human bodies. Well, why would we be being injected with these technologies? It just, it all is adding up. One thing leads to the next, leads to the next. It's like stimulus response, stimulus response. And you can follow the chain of all of this. But if you haven't been doing it as long as we have and seeing it start out many, many moons ago and then being able to see it progress to the point that we're at, you sometimes can't follow that here's the stimulus that was you know, provided to do something to the human population, and then therefore we got a response, and from that response we kept moving people along to the point that we have them where we can put them now. And clearly, Klaus Schwab, that was the founder of the World Economic Forum that I talk about in Be Smart, he t he really promotes the agenda of human gene editing. I mean, he openly. We're not talking about like not just telling people in a closed door meeting and somebody hearing him. We're talking about a man who openly says it publicly that he is going to change what it means to be human. Now, that's pretty significant that a person you know what? of that you're, you're capability can say so, that. Yeah, sorry to um, interrupt. I didn't mean to. I know there's a little delay. I looked into that. Um, and it wasn't just that. It was also the other things they do, you know, baby killing, adrenochrome, all that. That's right. And I found this this woman, and um, she explained it and brought it all together. And I was like, oh, that it, that's it. That's it. She's right. See, so you might say to yourself, why? Now, you know, you, you can if you dissect all the different evil things that they're doing, there's a there's different whys for different things. I get that, but there's got to be a big why. What's the big what would be the driving force? What would be the motivation? Matter of fact, I have teed up right here Aaron Russo talking to uh Nicholas Rockefeller about, you know, having a chip and this is like from 12 years ago this Aaron Russo talking to Nick Rockefeller about them being able to have a chip in everybody and be able to flip the chip off and kill them, you know, as soon as they misbehaved. That's from over 12 years ago. But the why is this? These are not human beings. And they hate God. Yes, they do. We All of them hate God. Yeah, so now let's put a ribbon on it. And we are made in God's image. Amen. Now you stand. They want to do anything and everything. Cutting off your uh, body parts, changing your sex, alter, altering your DNA. Uh, everything that they are doing right now is to alter that which God has created, dorking with the food supply, all of that. And that's because they hate our Heavenly Father. They hate him. And, right. and of course, unlike Lucifer, they don't know what Lucifer knows. Lucifer knows the end of the game. These entities right. think they're playing ball with the winner. They don't realize they're playing ball with he who is, you know what I mean? They're, 
exactly. Um, now, Lucifer knows it, okay, but he ain't going to tell them. But anyway, yeah, that's how bad it is. I mean, when you, when you look at everything, everything that they've been doing, all, I mean, going all the way back into fluoride and the toothpaste and the whole deal, all that stuff. That's right. That's exactly Every right. bit. Yes, it is all because they hate our Heavenly Father. They hate Yeah, and when they, when they started doing the genetically modified food that I talked about in my book, Eden, The Knowledge of Good and Evil 666, I mean, genetic alterations and putting genes and splicing genes together and then we consume it, our bodies can't break it down. So, therefore, those proteins and things that are not normal, they lodge in our livers and our kidneys and all kinds of things. We cannot process these foods and all these additives and all these things that are being man-made. And they know that. Like you say, just like the fluoride, doing the stuff with the pineal gland. I mean, there's all these things that have been just being laid out. I mean, everything from our fertilizers. I mean, you stop and think about uh, what the fertilization and how things have changed, even with the weed killers, with the Roundup. I mean, you have t- you had things on TV telling you that this particular product causes major cancer, but yet it's still available on any shelf in any do- in any um, place that you want to go buy it. It's not like it's restricted to keep people away from it. And now that we've got so much glycophosphates in our world, it's all in our water. And our level of toxins that we are ingesting and breathing, I mean, and then you add 5G technology and ELF ways that are just bombarding the planet. And and even that, at the level of penetration into this atmosphere that we have, that we live in and breathe in, they just keep raising what they would say would be safe for a human person to encounter, but where they would level it off and say, you know, like at a level of 10, it's affecting DNA of humans and birds and everything else. But now we're probably 20, 25% above all of that, and you're like, nobody's stopping the game. But yet they all know from scientific proof that this stuff is destroying us. And I think that was one thing that was really interesting to me that the World Government Summit that was in Dubai when Klaus Schwab, he said that all those things that they're going to bring about, the developments to do this changeover of mankind, were no longer in the future, that they were in the process now. They didn't have to be developed. And his exact words were, they will come like a tsunami. And you stop and think, John, how they have, how your show is a perfect example. You can't, have a show, you can't get through all the stuff that's happening. We're used to, you could do a show and you had a little bit of a break and have, you know, some time to kind of get some more information together. Today it's coming at you so fast, it's coming like a tsunami, and they know that. They, they, they took over Tyson. They're already putting insects and insect parts into – so Tyson owns like Johnsonville and Sara Lee and, you know, they're, they're, they own like eight to eight or eight to ten other food companies that we all just take for granted. Okay, well, guess what? They bought out Tyson. The WEF took over control of Tyson because Tyson was failing. They were going down, and they that's mm-hmm. because they were destroying – they were burning to the ground and destroying the Tyson plants, and Tyson was not able to survive it. So – that's how they ultimately penetrated Tyson. Now Tyson's putting insect parts into all the food, and they're giving mm-hmm. them special 
codes, like H809 is a roach antenna. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, don't don't mm-hmm. be telling me that stuff isn't some kind of deadly poison to our body. You know what I mean? It's well, just, I mean, just like oh, you're just... cloning meat. Just think about all the cloning of the meat that they're doing, literally cloning meat. And now you get a product. You start looking at the, your boxes of your products, your ice cream, and it will say on there that there is a bioengineered something ingredient. They don't have to identify it anymore. All they got to do is say uh, it's a BE involved in this process of this food. I mean, if you're really paying attention, I, I mean, I love ice cream. I've been eating ice cream all of my life. But the ice creams and how they're whipped and how they're not like ice cream anymore. And then you go and you look on those cartons and you start seeing, you know, modified cornstarch. And, and then you see this little thing that's got bioengineered something is in this product. Well, anything that's bioengineered is not something of God. Anything that's genetically modified is not something of God. So every time we're eating those things, it is literally making you sick. And then you wonder why people have so much heart disease and so many much diabetes and all this kind of stuff. The manipulation of the human body has been going on a very, very, very long time when we thought that, you know, um, people were looking after the food industry, but yet the organizations that were put in place to do that, the bigger companies have got their lobbyists who talk to those people that have the government oversee, and they pay them off. We see that all the time. I mean, just look at all the stuff that's been going down with Hunter Biden and all the other things that happen under the table right under our noses that changes the whole course of human history. And we are right in the middle of watching people suffer. And and it's right in our face, but nobody's doing anything about it. It's like nobody cares. And I always said, you know, who's watching the hen house? The wolves. You know, it's um it's actually kind of sad because we're so busy with all the big things. Um I don't think we realize the impact on the people. Um, there's a lot of people losing their houses, living out of their cars. I mean, it is just unbelievable. There was this, uh, you know, I, I was doing my normal doom scrolling, looking for major headlines, because, you know, you want to see mm-hmm. if somebody touched a nuke or whatever. And this woman was just bawling her eyes out. And um, I don't know, I just, uh, I, anyway, the, the, the moral of the story was she was just explaining to people she doesn't they've they've raised her insurance on her car on her house on this on that on this on that and this and that and this and that and she doesn't have any money to to feed her family she's like if they raise one more thing i am going to be homeless with my family walking down the street and lose everything and they're doing this to a lot of people right now i mean millions of people this is happening to and i don't I, it's out of our purview we don't see it we don't hear about it you know what I mean? And that's sad. So they're deteriorating and ultimately destroying society from the top and from the bottom. They're coming at it from multiple directions, food supply, water supply. They even have black chemtrails with graphene oxide in them. Yes. I mean, But see, all this stuff, all this stuff was told – which was told was conspiracy. I mean, you think about how all of this stuff was laid out as conspiracy. It's no different than your um, the UFO agenda, now UAP agenda. 
everything that we literally know to be true now was all conspiracy to be put down. And and the problem was now that we have gotten more people who follow and listen to what people like we are doing as far as research is because some waking some people up. That's why they've got to come down and stop the stop this kind of discussion, and that's why they're doing surveillance on everything. I mean, that's one of the things that I was noting, especially in some of the other countries. They're developing these things called hate speech legislation, and they're not going to have you coming against absolutely anything. And I know before we went on the air and you were talking about the LGBTQ plus whatever they've got and how that's affected the, the Methodist religion and how it's broke up churches all over this country. I mean, there were so many in our area that pulled out. But the thing about it is you, when you find out what the votes were in some of those churches to pull out, they might have won by one or two people that, that sent them in the direction to pull out. It wasn't by, like, zero number of people voted yes and 100 people voted no. Literally, the, the the votes were very, very close, and that's very concerning because you think, well, do people read God's Word? What are they getting, and how are they figuring out that what God created is a man and a woman in the Garden of Eden to have children, that he didn't make any mistakes in that, and how they can you know, wrap their minds around two women having children or two men having children. It's not possible. So what do they do? They come out with ways to do um, birthing in these, what they're going to uh, make is these fake wombs that are like birthing facilities. And, I mean, the Japanese have gotten pretty pretty good at what they're going to be doing in that direction. I mean, some of the technology and growing babies outside of the womb there is really very possible. So we're looking at a time that if you think about Sodom and Gomorrah, how bad that was, and God created the world, and he blew that that you know that particular area completely off the map. How much longer can we think he's going to allow this to happen? I just don't see how we can think that we've got decades down the road to go. I'm like you, John. I think that everything is in place. It says once that the gospel is preached to this entire world, that then the end will come. Well, the gospel has been preached to every end of this world. It's coming. Oh, you know, it's it's um it's actually worse than that because you know um this is the thing that um hold on a second I just I just took a natural natural gun to let me hmm. okay sorry yeah so see, here's the thing now I I won't say this you know if a person's working in ministry and they're and they're going you know they're they're you know and and they're uh, uh you know like um. You know, going over to Africa to preach the gospel. You know, if you talk to somebody that that is uh, a missionary, they're going to tell you, "Oh well, the gospel hasn't been preached to everybody in the world." But but here they're missing a major major point. And I have a collection of these articles, by the way. I've been collecting them for over seven years, maybe maybe more. God is reaching people in unreachable parts of the world through dreams and visions. It's a manifestation of Job 33, 14, and 15, where I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but it basically says, God speaks once, yea, twice, but man perceiveth it not in a dream and a vision of the night. When deep sleep falls upon man, he saves his soul from, he saves his soul from the pit and seals his instruction. I have at least five articles over the last seven years that I've collected, and there's probably a lot more out there that I just haven't got my hands on, of 
thousands and thousands and thousands of people are coming to Jesus in parts of the world that have never been evangelized before because Jesus is showing up in their dreams and their visions mm-hmm. and giving their lives to him. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, the, the, the idea that there are parts of the world that haven't been evangelized is irrelevant now because God is sending angels and and Jesus, who's omnipotent and omnipresent, uh, into people's dreams and visions all over the world. It's amazing. So we are we're yes. there. Everything's teed up. Everything's queued up. We per, we have a pretty darn good idea of what's coming. Okay, but the problem is, and we look, you know, two carrier. Uh, strike groups over there off of, come on, man. I mean, you know, there's there's more going on than meets the eye. Erdogan just made a humongous speech. I mean, there must have been 10,000 people in the room. And he mm-hmm. said, in so many words, he said, if the United States did not exist, the world would be at peace. And he has a yeah. two million man army. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he's like, you know, a short skip and a jump away from Israel right now. That's right. Very true. Very, very true. It's not something that we need to be sitting back and thinking that there's years before this all ends the way it says it's going to end. I mean, we have the technology. We see the process. We know the times. We are told that we may not know the day or the hour, but we're going to know the season. And when you see all these come, things come to pass, Scripture tells you to look up because your redemption draweth nigh. Now, you guys had heard that Alice Bailey, I did not know this, but Walter Veith had uh, put, put this out recently. D- did you know that back in 1957, Alice Bailey wrote in one of her many Lucis Trust uh, books – that 2025 was going to be the day, the year that they released their power structure. In other words, they're, they're going to announce to the world and show the entire world that they are running the world. And that was, uh, that was you know, she wrote that in 1957. She's talking about, you know, really just right around the block from where we are today. I mean, if you think about it, really, I mean, it's December the 10th. 2024 starts in a couple of weeks. Yes. <laughs> we are really yes. close. And we've got, we, you know, I mentioned this earlier on the show, but we, we got Alex Jones, Tucker Carlson, uh, Colonel Douglas McGregor, and um, uh, General Flynn. And every single one of them are like, I would be very surprised if we have an election in 2024. So who's right, who's wrong, we don't know. We're going to have to wait and see how it all plays out. But um, one thing is for sure, this country is going to flip out. If they do something to Donald Trump, and by the way, they're they're openly using the assassination word. They're actually openly using the assassination word on MSNBC, on major news outlets, talking about Donald Trump in the same sentence. You know, there was a, there, once upon a time that used to be illegal. That's right. You couldn't mention those words together for an ex-president or a current president, whatever the case is. You could, if you put those words together in a sentence, man, they were hunting you down. And now they're just That's openly right. talking about it on the news media. I'm like, you got to be kidding me.
I mean, there is there is absolutely nothing that keeps people from making any kind of comment like that. And I'm like you a long time ago because of um, investigations and things of that nature. If somebody made any kind of comment like that against a political figure, they were considered to be a threat. And so somebody went after them. Yeah. That's right. The FBI would be at their door. But uh, John, you, know, you now, had now mentioned about. Go ahead. You Go had ahead. mentioned about how the um, Alice Bailey and I, I had talked about the ten point plan for bringing in the new world order and destroying the family and uh, Christian values and all that. And well, did did you see the you know how they set up the the Baphomet in the Iowa State Capitol? Uh, yeah. And then they did the. The whole ritual where the the witch, the lady, was just ripping up portions of the Bible and throwing it on the the ground. I mean, if this isn't you know open and in your face, I don't know what is. I mean, come on. Oh, it's it's uh, everything is completely out of control. I, I I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not. You probably are. Um, but um, Walt Disney has pulled all their Gideon Bibles out out of the entire Walt Disney World. Both 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 every, all of them, all of them. They pulled all the Bibles out and they created a new Bible. And they took a whole bunch. You think the NIV's bad? <laughs> oh man, get a Disney Bible. Anything that could be considered offensive in any way has been removed from the Bible now. Did they use the artificial Bob- intelligence to do that? I, you know, if I they used artificial room, intelligence because I had, I, not I had heard that I the AI, they're going to use AI to do some of that, and I did not know if that Disney Bible had been utilizing uh, artificial intelligence to remove that. But you don't know whether that really was used by them know. to get it out of there. Yeah, no, I don't know. I I do know that uh, China has released a new Bible that has Jesus doing really bad things uh you know like you know when he went instead of you know telling the woman that um you know you are forgiven and you know the 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 lady that had been with several men instead of that happening they they turned it around and said that after everybody left jesus picked up a rock and stoned her to death (laughs) can you believe that stuff and the thing thing about it who, if somebody really read and understood, they would know the manipulation of what had been done. That's what just gets me is that they're rewriting history right before our eyes, and nobody's right. going like, well, did you read this truth like that's been told for so many thousands of years, and all of a sudden somebody makes up a new story? I mean, are they thinking it's okay just to make a story out of fact? It, it, it's one of those things like Scripture tells us in the end of days, you cannot tell the truth from the lies. And that's right. the ba- very scary thing about all of this. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, the, and, the bigger the lie, the easier it is for them to get people to accept it. And already we know, you know, the whole false flag and everything. The official story is uh, started and propagated and passed down uh, to all the media heads and they parrot the same thing and it becomes the truth so nobody uh, now unless you have discernment and the eyes to see understands what truth really is most people are uh, just buying into something that isn't even real 
Well, yeah, and then you multiply that problem with the fact that most people have never bothered to read their Bible at all. And so they're they're sitting, you know, anybody grabs one of these fake Bibles and says, look at this, look at this, you know, they're they're not going to know any better. Uh, And and anyway, it's just when we look at really when we inventory, if, you know, the three of us were to inventory all of the unbelievable things that are, you know, the, the Baphomet stuff, all that stuff. I mean, the bugs in the food, the, 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 you know, the graphene oxide, the manipulation of the DNA, even through the booster shots and the people dropping over and still dying every single day. I think it's, I don't know, they're estimating it's over 2 million people have dropped over dead over, over the shots. Um, it's, it's unbelievable. I, I mean, it's unbelievable. And people are still just kind of going, you know, it's just like what the Bible said, you know, as in the days of Noah, people will be given and taken in marriage. It's like, so people are just like oblivious and you can't get through it. You know, I, I don't, but I feel sometimes like you can't get through to them anymore because they just cannot right. believe that anyone could be that evil. They just can't believe it. Right. They can't believe it. It's like too far out. It's like no one could be that evil. No one could be that evil. And and these people out there that are fighting over the UFO stuff in Congress, if they had any idea what they're asking for, they would <laughs> shut up. They don't know what they're asking for. You know, when they find out that, that, you know, we sign treaties to give human bodies to, we're feeding babies to reptilians on level six and dulcet. You know, you know, this is not the stuff, you know, you listen to them talking about, wow, we want, we want full disclosure and all that. And I'm like, you have no idea what you're asking for. And you're not even going to believe three quarters of the stuff that they're going to tell you anyway. Right. (laughs) Well, you know, that's the thing. That's the thing, that they have made it look so unreal that people, like you say, John, cannot put their full mind around this. Again, you and I and Zen have been studying this stuff for so long, and we understand the serpent lineage. We understand what they have to thrive on on our planet. We understand that they are with us, but they're not of us. We understand the the wheat and tares. We understand those parables that Jesus was trying to warn us about. We understand why he told his chosen people when they went out to kill every man, woman, child, and even animals those pagans had. We understand what this all came from, but a person that doesn't grasp how serious we are living in the end of days where these things are ruling the world and having the connections to what they do, I mean, when when it all hits the fan and anything is revealed about these uh, alien beings, they say definitely are not of human origin, I'd like to know how many people could deal with that on a international level if that information becomes readily available. I think it will cause massive panic, and that's what they always said. The reason they didn't want to pe- you know, let people know was that it was that mind-altering because you've got to really come to terms like what we've been saying. There is something here with us. It's been with us. From the beginning, it's not going away. And as we get to the end of days, they're going to start manifesting more and more. That's why they're having to talk about this, because we've got the technology to be able to go outside and use the pixels on our phones and make pictures of stuff and be able to say, well, that's not a plane. What is that up there? 
you know, clearly you're not drinking, you're not taking drugs, you're seeing what you're seeing. And when we have military people who are trained, if those people are trained and they have degrees, scientific degrees in physics and things of that nature, they are not making wrong accusations on something. They are literally telling the truth, but the problem is how much is it going to be revealed and is it going to be revealed just like Klaus Schwab said, in such a tsunami that the mind can't handle it, and then people panic, and then that leads to digital currency and, of course, the mark of the beast. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. You know, sometimes we ought to get together, the three of us, and just, like, like make a list of all – just the big stuff, the really big stuff that, that's all – you know, the ugly – to your point, Joy, you know, tsunami of ugly that's heading our direction. We we mm-hmm. have a really comprehensive list that's right at us, and it, 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 I'm befuddled. I mean, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I know, I know – I think we all are. I think we're all – knowing what we know, seeing what we're seeing happening – Knowing how close we are to somebody just literally pulling a lever and all hell breaks loose across the world, you know, it's befuddling to us because we're like, you know, like, for example, look at all of the the military equipment that's been moved over off the coast of Iran and all this ranting and the the, 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 uh, they they made a proclamation. I don't know what they call it. It was all all the people in Congress signed it and they all agreed. We hereby, you know, you know, whatever, want to attack Iran. Essentially, that's what it was saying. They are now at 87 point one, you know. 87.1 87.1 in the uranium enrichment process. They are way across the line and, you know, and then resolve it that the entire United States Congress says we need to take Iran out, essentially. I mean, you know, and they've got all the equipment there. We know it's teed up. We're, you know, I don't know what we're waiting for, but it is definitely queued up. And everything is queued up. And it's all happening. It, 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 it's coming at us from every single direction. And I just, it's astonishing to me how many people are still oblivious to it. And let me tell you, man, when it breaks loose, wow. All I got to say is we need to stay inside of our houses and in prayer because you're not going to want to go out. For any reason I can think of. But anyway, God bless you all so much for joining us tonight. Um, I'm always so blessed. This is, uh, you know, clearly one of the most favorite shows that I've ever. I just love getting getting together with you guys because it, you know, you can get lost into a particular subject, but our, but when we get together, it allows us to expand that scope and really get our arms around the magnitude of the imminence associated with our, you know, eventual departure. I mean, I know it's not ever going to be soon enough for most of us. We we wish it was, you know, years ago. I do anyway. But I, I will tell you, folks, I mean, this this is one of the most blessed programs uh, that I do because it really brings back to the forefront of my recollection so much that is all teed up right now that we're on the very edge of seeing that, to your point, Joy, tidal wave occur. And once that does happen, there, you know, 
I would submit that there's no turning back now simply because we're so far along. And when it really hits, and, and I, I believe people are going to wake up one day. I don't know if they're going to wake up or it's going to be in the middle of the day. I don't know when it is. But, you're, but stuff is going to be shut down. And, the, and when, you, when your phone comes back up, everybody's going to be like, yay, uh, they restored the power. And your phone's going to come up to a big red screen. It's going to say, press this button to activate your digital ID. And 99% mm-hmm. of the people out there are not even going to think twice about it. They're going to be like, i got to get my homework, man. i got to get to work. And they're going to hit that button, and it's going to t- – and, and by the way – oh, man, I, I – oh, anyway, I, you know, we could talk about this stuff forever. But thank you so much for joining us tonight, you guys. God bless you. I, I love these programs. I love when, when we get together. It just it, – it, it's a blessing to me because um, – I, like you, see these things as predecessors to our imminent departure and being with the King of Kings. And that that's thats all I want. I just if, – if I could go home tonight, if an angel showed up in my bedroom and said, John, you want to go home tonight? I'd be like, how fast can we get out of here? <laughs> but then, you know, there ain't going to be no looking over my shoulders like Lot's wife, man. I'm going to be like, point my way, point my way to the ship. There's got to be a ship somewhere. I'm going to get on it, and we're going to get out of here. <laughs> Whatever. But anyway, thank you so much for joining us. God bless you guys. You're awesome. I love both y'all very, very much. Love you. Love, love you, you too, well. man. See you next month. Thank you, Zen. Thank you, Joy. God bless you all for joining us. And let's see here. And we will be having the Wednesday night show at 7 p.m. And it's Thursday that I head up to Pennsylvania, and we'll figure things out as we go. All right. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us. As always, a very powerful show. Thank you. God bless you.
made up in any kingdom that has I shall lift my obedient children to the clouds, for they shall see my glory. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.